Imagine that. Me, Vince McMahon. Imagine that. Here I am on WCW television. How can that happen? Well, there's only one way. You see, it was just a matter of time before I, Vince McMahon, bought my competition. That's right. I own WCW. So therefore, in its final broadcast tonight on TNT, I have the opportunity to address you, the WCW fans. I have an opportunity to address you, the WCW superstars. What is the fate of WCW? Well, we tonight, back, a special well. simulcast, you'll all find out. Because the fate, the very fate of WCW is in my hands. We want back. It's ironic, because no one wanted Bagwell. Hi! Hi. Welcome to Pasta Mania. I'm your host, Adam. Here, your wrestling time capsule. I was going to say, I almost said time machine. Those are two <laughs> very different things. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jesse. How are you doing today? Give me a hail chill! I did it. Three for three. I'm done. That's Show all I wanted yeah. to do. See you guys later. All right. See you later. How you doing, noobs? <laughs> Yo, baby. Ah, we are. We have reached the zenith. It is literally down, just downhill from here. WrestleMania <laughs> X Seven. And, and if you weren't sure why, just watch the last five minutes. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, we'll get to that in about six hours. Okay, so yeah, uh, yeah so uh, we watched WrestleMania X Seven. It's the end of this arc. It's, I, I like this like little palate cleanser. We'll, we'll three shows and then we're done after TNA. Uh, so. I will say, just because yes. I, I am already two full months ahead of you guys, I would love to <laughs> just watch all of 2001. Oh my god. I made, it, I made it all man. the way. I made it all the way in the span of Thanksgiving week. Basically, or a couple days after, I made it all the way to the tag match where Triple H busts his leg. Wow! Is that? I watched before... every Raw. Is that before? It's the after night the after Judgment Day. Okay, so it's um, it's before. It's... Okay, he so completely missed angle. it. That's what I thought. Um, uh, the that yeah. uh the I actually did the Raw after that night actually, and that one is when WCW stars start showing up randomly, and none of okay. those guys I even know, except yeah. Lance Storm. Lance Storm Lance showed Storm. up, and they were, Can- they were in Canada, and so they lost their yeah. fucking minds. Booker Lance Storm got one of the too. biggest pops yeah. ever. Well, Booker Booker shows up after. Lance is one of the first. Oh yeah, uh, Booker's one of the last guys. Yeah. So uh, speaking of before that, it was someone who I thought was Bill Demott, but it wasn't. His name was it like it was Hugh G. Reichen. John that's Bill Demott. That's Bill. Demott. Yeah, Hugh. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, Bill okay. Demott. Yeah, that is Bill Demott. Uh, oh, it he is was, Bill Demott. He was okay. Hugh Morris, and then he was Hugh Hugh G. Reichen. Walls, I get it. Yep. Okay. So 
Uh, speaking of WCW, uh, we got to talk about that before we get to anything else. It's just, that's one of the things that I have on my notes. It's like, it is absolutely bonkers that this yep. happens a week before yep. Mania. So, did you watch that Nitro Noobs? Because oh yeah, I, Adam did. I oh, didn't yeah. see it live, but I saw it like yeah. once the once the um, uh, the network was yeah. was in my grasp. Oh, so like you, I rewatched. So a was lot that of one that of the stuff. first things you watched when you first got the network? Yeah. No, actually, the first thing I watched was WrestleMania 20, just because yep. that was my first WrestleMania well, that yeah, I yeah, sat yeah. and watched. I meant one of. I meant yeah. one of. Like within the first few months. Um. Yeah. Either way, yeah, it was definitely a nostalgia trip of WCW yeah. and all that and the buildup. Yeah. yeah. So the end of WCW was a foregone conclusion way before it happened. There's oh, yeah. this pop or there's all the popular reasons that people bring up for the end of WCW. Terrible booking, which led to low ticket sales, which led to low ratings, et cetera, et cetera. It lost something along the lines of sixty four million dollars in two thousand. But that wasn't all. What actually killed WCW was the AOL Time Warner merger. Oh, yeah, because the guy who became in charge hated wrestling and thought it was the dumbest yep. thing ever. When the merger <laughs> went through in 2000, it restructured things at the top of Time Warner. People yep. at Time Warner weren't interested in wrestling. It wasn't profitable enough, and they looked down on wrestling selling their network's good names. The thing that stopped those execs from booting WCW out the door was Ted Turner. He never budged on his love for WCW and his intentions of keeping it around. Fortunately, after the merger, he had much less power and the writing was on the wall. A venture capital firm called Fusion Media Ventures was headed by Eric Bischoff actually got together around $45 million in an attempt to buy WCW. But... In March of 2001, Time Warner got a new chief, uh, chief executive, who you're talking about, Jesse, yeah. who announced that wrestling was gone from the Turner Networks. Yep. Thunder was already on its way out, but that put the nail in the coffin of Nitro. Mm -hmm. And without a TV deal, Fusion pulled out. Huh. WCW was sold for they were still, Yeah, They were still relying on being on the Turner yep. Network. Because you can't have, like, you know, like you, you, if you can't, you, you have to have a TV deal. To survive. And they, they didn't sold... have time to fix that. Nope. They were sold for $2.5 million, with the tape library going for another couple of million. WWF actually attempted to buy out WCW in October of 2000 and keep Nitro on TNT, but TNN, who Raw was moving to, was like, no, you're not going to have a show on a competing network. Yep. So, yeah, so the final Nitro is fascinating it starts with <laughs> a it starts with that the, that vince mcmahon promo of vince showing up on nitro um i love the call from tony shivani at the beginning of the show welcome to a landmark night in the industry of sports entertainment i have seen it and i still i cannot believe it uh at one point in the show that show by the way had a billion vince vignettes vince mcmahon was all over yep. the final nitro the, and, the, comparing yep. that to the Raw, it's really fucking weird. There's way like, more I don't, Vince on Nitro. Well, yeah, but also um, the vignettes of Vince watching uh, WCW on Raw is just random WCW shit. Yep. Because none of that actually happened. And also the, the telecast part, there's still like 40 minutes left on Raw, but it's the yep. end of Nitro. I, it's the end, did they yeah, move oh, yeah. time slots? No, no, they showed the Raw main event on the final Nitro. 
the end of the final episode of Nitro was the last 40 minutes of that episode of Raw. Oh, Nitro. Okay, so Nitro yeah. got cut short. Nitro. So when they went to the simulcast. Oh, so, so, okay. so I didn't uh, the get final that. Nitro, yeah, final Nitro uh, had a few things. Had uh, Booker T, U.S. champion Booker T beating world heavyweight champion Scott Steiner. Thank uh, God, to, honestly. To end uh, WCW as the title, as the champion. Uh, they had Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio win the Cruiserweight Tag Team titles, uh, which yeah. is a forgotten belt. Well, it, and, they were the only sec. They were yep. the second ones, yep. and the team they won it from won it like that March. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah um, at the the Sin pay per view, I yeah. think that was like. The also, Ray is maskless before. and has devil horns. Devil horns. What the fuck? Devil horns, mask Ray. Ray, keep him off TV for a year. Bring him back on SmackDown in two thousand two with the mask back on. Yep. Uh, God, so weird. Yep. Kind of smart though. They knew uh, what they were doing. That, reportedly, uh, Kidman and Ray still on those belts. Uh, they still they have a little Aww. keepsake. Uh, so they're the ends... longest reigning tag team champions of all time. <laughs> and it ends with um, Sting versus Ric Flair. The Which only match it could have been. Bad. It's yep. Ric Flair shouldn't have wrestled in a shirt. Ric Flair wrestled a t-shirt, that... and it's a bummer. Didn't Sting That's also? Weird. No, Sting wrestled okay. in his singlet. Singlet, okay. Also, it, I don't think it's on the network, but if you can find the original version of it, Sting came out to seek and destroy by Metallica, and it's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, but the simulcast is the big thing. So after that match, they go to Raw, and Vince McMahon comes out and cuts the promo of a lifetime. Uh-huh. So now, you have to understand, when Ted Turner walks down the aisle at WrestleMania and practically begs me to sign the contract, I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to reserve a seat for Ted. I'm going to put him right over here, right in the corner, because I want Ted Turner to watch what I do to my very own son, Shane. Some would say, come on now, Vince, don't boo me. Some would say, Vince, you can't do that to your own son. He's your flesh and blood. But you've got to understand what it means to be a competitor. Nobody understands that better than I do because you have to grab your competition by the throat and you've got to squeeze the life out of your competition. One of the best promos of all time. It's oh, so good. And then they, they cut to uh, WCW. They cut to Nitro. Shane is there. Uh, the name on the contract doesn't it says McMahon. It says Shane McMahon and WCW is going to beat your ass. And at the time, a lot of this shows, like this time is really interesting looking at it as if I had been there, because at that time, it's just like, oh, my God, WCW versus WWF. Here we go. It's what we've been wanting for wanting for years. Let's go. Yep. And, it, and then they're just like, Bagwell. And like, no. So I want to I want to talk about some because I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, yeah. I want to run down super fast. Did you guys uh, watch the video I linked y'all from Wrestling With Regret about um, the XWF? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. That's, that is an amazing dark point of literally WCW going under and TNA yep. rising. The the space between yep. that is what this is. It's and fascinating. It is, oh my god, it's it's Hulk Hogan not yep. ever wrestling except maybe once, but constantly promoting in vignettes. Uh, Bub, Buff Bagwell shows up as one of the bigger guys, but one of their like stars of the future they try to push is runner-up winner of Tough... Or, 
not winner, but runner up of Tough Enough Josh Matthews as just Josh. And wow. they try to and they try to make him out God. as just like this m- mysterious, yeah, gutsy, badass youngster and his fucking layers. But yes, out of all the people made their television debut, but not really because it played like twice and it had Is like it, 10, uh... 12 episodes. Is that a man by like the name of shows. Alan Jones? Yes, it fucking was. Yeah. Is AJ Styles' television debut was this fucking yep. shit. Wow. Um, yeah. It was produced by one too. of the Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart, and it's just terrible. One of the worst things ever. But you literally can see the, the skeletal carcass remains of WCW and a tiny little bit of what I guess would be early TNA, and it's kind yeah. of amazing. Yeah, XWF was fascinating. And then, like, it was something about, like, they had plans, but they didn't sign anybody to, like, any real deals. So then, w- yep. like, cause, because when Hulk Hogan went back to WWE yeah, in 2002, it was because they, like, Hulk Hogan swooped in and just grabbed him because he wasn't under any type of exclusive XWF deal. Yeah. And then the, like, WWE kind of killed the company because they basically signed Hulk Hogan to an exclusive deal and they said you can't appear on any other TV shows yep. including the XWF stuff you've already you've already filmed. And also they were trying to do like an 80s WCW style of pre-taping yep. shit. It was it just... very it was very uh it was meant to be very family friendly. Yeah. Uh it was like wrestling via TGIF. Yeah, also um Jimmy Snuka and his son who would later be Deuce with Deuce and Domino was on there. That was I weird. I forgot that he's Deuce. Yeah, Snooka Snooka Jr. He actually yeah. got more of a push in XWF than he did yeah. in WWE. Wow. So, all right. I know. Yeah, no, it's redonkulous. I know these these three episodes. I have hammered it home. How yeah. ridiculous all this like behind the scenes stuff is. But the Royal Rumble was January twenty first, two thousand one. X seven is April first. And that time, we went from three major wrestling companies to one. It would be like if between now and Valentine's Day, if so, if if Microsoft went under and then Sony bought Nintendo. You mean if Disney bought everything else in the film industry? Well, yeah. Let's be let's be realistic <laughs> yeah. here. What's gonna happen eventually? Well, no, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, but but yeah, because no, like, right. that's that's the other if, thing I can if, think of where there are three big names. If somehow, yeah. If, if somehow, fucking. Um, Aquaman is like the David Arquette of WB and just like man. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's wild, man. And it ended up being it looks I like James Wan. It looks like right. it has the right tone. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. anyways. But yeah, it's it's the most insane period in American professional wrestling. Um, and the fact that it culminates at this show. Oh, oh, I meant to say, um, Tony Schiavone is the announcer for yep. XWF joined by jerry lawler yep no who, after who yeah because yeah who out. like yeah 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 but he's not with his his wife he he's like well i like puppies and i like cats but i really like kittens say hi to kitten and it's just like a cat look alike and oh it's god. like good fucking god jerry get over yourself jesus don't get help uh, so speaking of april 1st 2001 the number Ooh. one song Angel by Shaggy featuring Rayvon. Girl, you're, you're my angel. You're my darling. Angel. Angel. So, 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 so. 
Also, <laughs> about Wonder Woman with the back chorus up. from uh, Angels of the Morning and the bass line from The Joker by Steve Miller Band. Uh, <laughs> the number one movie in the country. Spy Kids. Been... Oh, I saw the beginning that in of theaters. Theaters. Rodriguez, yeah. how dare you? Yep. April TV, The Weakest Link premiered, and. April 22nd, 2001, this little low-budget show north of the border premiered that is still going, the Trailer Park Boys, happened within a few weeks of, uh, premiered within a few weeks of WrestleMania X7. I've only ever heard of it. I've actually never watched a single episode. Um, It's, you, actually, you should. I really, I've watched uh, (laughs) all of the original run. It's better than you think it is. Pretty fun. Um... April video games, nothing, because it's April in 2001, except for the Simpsons wrestling video game. <laughs> Goddamn right. They should the have table, promoted that at, at WrestleMania. Yeah, right. The table is set. The history has been made. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Give it up. You had to pick their worst song. Snickers Cruncher presents... Snickers Cruncher. Man, that sounds like there's not an S there. <laughs> God, even the sound of Pyro is nostalgic. We welcome you to an action I'll stop. Oh, I thought I... Oh. <laughs> Did I put the wrong... I, I pulled audio that also included uh, JR's JR intro, and... but I suppose yeah. I put the wrong one on my soundboard. The Astrodome in Houston, Texas, in front of 67,925 people with 1.04 million buys. The first wrestling pay-per-view to ever break a million. Tickets sold out almost instantly, and whenever they open up more, they sold out. They could have easily sold 100,000 tickets, if not way more. Their gate apparently is almost uh look uh, looked this up and told you Adam is almost yep. exactly how much they bought WCW in yep. their library for. Yep. <laughs> how uh, amazing crazy. is that? Yep. We get uh, a replay to the promos from the last pay per view. A bunch of people watching Mania on devices uh, that can't possibly get pay per view. Uh, what they call it is a celebration of life. WrestleMania X Seven. <laughs> yep. I mean, they have those freaking like. Before the broadcast even starts, you have those weird. Do you have that vignette of like, yep, all of these different people in different ethnic backgrounds, different yep. areas, different like, apparently different forms of like communication and video. Where it's yeah. like you got yeah. you got this one woman in this Japanese street market, that, just that like that poor at Mark it has no antenna. clue Yokozuna's not Asian. <laughs> just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like. <laughs> Also, also, that was WrestleMania 9. She must have not watched the end. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, lol. Uh, after that intro, we see JR and Heyman as they put over the show. And now it is time to break the walls down. First match is William Regal challenging Chris Jericho for the IC title. Jericho's out first. And normally I'd be like, oh, the champ is out first. But it was the right call. Because Jericho's music being the first you hear Hypes is you. way better Hypes to pop so the crowd. Hard. Yeah, like, it's like you know I gotcha. It's like this yeah. year when the first thing you heard, like on the main show, was Rollins theme. 
Yeah. Like, yes, that's the right thing. Uh, it is. It's true. Also, also you, yes. <laughs> you miss the dread in JR's face with Paul Heyman just talking, <laughs> going, I got four hours of this little yep. fucker from New yep. York. God, which sucks because their dynamic's really yes. good. You know, he's just like, I got this. I got four hours of this guy showing me up and making me try harder than I have to. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So. They talk about the title matches on this show. Every single title in the WWE was contested on this show. Except the light heavyweight title. Poor Crash Holly is the only one that got left out. Man, and they bring in Jerry Lynn later, and he's supposed to, like, revitalize the division, and they just shit on him. God, that's every... Because Jerry Lynn did the exact same thing in TNA. He did the exact same thing in Ring of Honor. Jerry Lynn's been doing that for the last 30 years. Yeah. That's all Jerry Lynn does. Jerry Lynn might be the ultimate boy because he never gets shit for anything he does. He, he won the ROH world title that, that doesn't disqualify him from being a board, but he's at least gotten some recognition. Right, right. They try. Yeah. Regal is out next with his promenade theme, which is fine, but it's in between two much better themes because yeah. you've got the he's a man. And then that you is his, n- no, that's that a great theme. N- no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I love it. It's <laughs> I love how dumb it is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so like, awful. Like that's like a theme. Like that's should have been sung with in the movie Seven Brides and Seven Brothers. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I want to drink just from God. hearing that. Do that. Um, Hi, Mom. Then, uh... <laughs> She's not and, listening to this and shit. Then you've you got know his, it. Uh, his awesome heel Muscle. theme that he still uses, the doo doo. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Because yep. King of the Ring Regal's the best. Yep. Uh, also, he's Regal, always looked 50. We just talked he about. Has. He's like he 36. 50. He's like he's 36 here. He's 31. Jesus he's Christ. He looks like yes. my grandfather's grandfather. Yep. He's yep. always he's like Arn Anderson. He was born looking <laughs> 40. God, uh, <laughs> what would you? What were you saying earlier, Adam? It looked like him and Pete Dunne were in the coal mines. Oh, yeah, like, two. yeah, every every British wrestler looks like they started working in a steel mill at the age of two. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. You said steel mill because of like fucking because um, they're all from Birmingham. Yeah, where the steel is. Because <laughs> uh, that's where the guitarist of uh, Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi. Yeah, yeah. You know that's why where he lost was, his fingertips. Yeah, that's, yeah, he that's lost why his fingertips. He, yeah, that's where heavy it. metal was created. Yeah. It's, in a steel uh, mill it's so in Birmingham. Great. It's so uh, great. I just remember Fuck. during the first uh, UK tournament, yeah, uh, where they crowned Pete Dunne as the UK champion. Um, yeah. There was somebody posted on Twitter that was said something along the lines of every one of these wrestlers is like, "Oh, I've been working in a steel mill since I was three, and I got fourteen kids." And I looked, I look 75 and I'm 19 years old and ready to make a difference. And it's just like, no. Um, So the story of this match, Regal has been abusing his power as a commissioner and Jericho has been the fun anti-authority babyface, including peeing in Regal's tea. Be smirching. Yes. So Regal programmed himself into this match. Yeah, but so, doink! The, you're gonna you're gonna skip over the greatest thing Jericho has done. Doink the Jericho. Oh my God! So they shouldn't have made you doink, man. No, I was about to tell that story. <laughs> so Jericho was at that Raw. Shawn Michaels was there when he was still smacked out of his brain. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels sees Jericho in the doink makeup and is just like, "Are you doing doink?" And Jericho was like, "Oh no, it's just tonight. I'm doing this thing with Regal." Why the hell are you doing doink? No, it's just tonight. I'm doing this thing with Regal. I don't like it. Re- I never should have made you doink. You. 
Yeah, Bad. they never should have made you doink, and they just Should've walked away. Should have made you doink, man. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh. And just the fact that Jericho's done this his whole career, yep. and we haven't really yep. thought about it. Yeah, until yep. all this New Japan shit keeps <laughs> yeah. popping up. And and Sin Cara. Don't yeah. forget Sin Cara. That was Sin Cara in a Jericho, Jericho mask. mask. Uh, Jericho, so the match begins, Jericho counters an Irish whip into a flying forearm and hits Regal with a spinning heel kick. Somewhere, X-Pac seethes. Because uh, he was on the main show, he was on Sunday Night Heat. Jericho sends Regal to the outside and brushes Regal with a crossbody over the top rope that Regal still sells. He hits Regal with a reverse elbow drop from the top rope, and this match is on fast forward because there are 11 matches on the card and they only have seven minutes. Just Will you play please the Benny... speed the hell up? Play the <laughs> Benny Hill music and right? just start going. Yes. Jericho oh, that'd be so perfect, walls, especially because it it's good. Regal. Especially because yeah. it's Regal. Yeah. So Regal powers out of the walls and his chest already looks beat red from a couple of chops. The yep. moment the crowd sees a Walls of Jericho about yep. to happen, they lose are their goddamn minds. Lit. Yep. It's just like, what the fuck? So good. Uh, Jer- Regal takes over and focuses on, again, Regal, amazing, one of the best ring psychology guys in the world. Because yep. he spends the whole match working Jericho's left shoulder, sending his shoulder into the ring post, dumping him on the shoulder. It's because like his finisher is the Regal stretch submission. So the weaker your shoulder is, the more likely you are to tap out. William Regal, beautiful. He fights his way out of a wrist lock, and uh, or Jericho fights his way out of a wrist lock and takes out Regal with a reverse elbow. Goes for a moonsault, but Regal gets his knees up. Regal takes off the turnbuckle pad and sends Jericho's shoulder into it multiple times. Awesome. Jericho eats some kicks from Regal, but reverses one into a series of enziguris. Jericho and Regal get to the top rope, and Regal hits Jericho with a double underhook suplex to the mat, making sure Jericho lands on that shoulder. He flips, Jericho flips out of a back body drop and attempts to lock in the walls, but psychology can't lock it in because of his hurt shoulder, and Regal counters it into the Regal stretch. Uh, but Jericho fights out and manages to get to the ropes. Uh, Jericho noticed that Regal's chest was looking a little bit better, so he chops the shit out of him like five more times. <laughs> Jericho sends Regal's head into the exposed turnbuckle and follows it up with a bulldog, a suplex, and a lion salt for the win in seven minutes and eight seconds. Uh, I thought that was it was that man like great match. Should have had more time. Like they could imagine what they could have done with fifteen minutes. What do yep. you think about the match, noobs? I thought it was great, aside from White not even seeing the turnbuckle getting removed. Like, the blind motherfucker. <laughs> like, just kill yourself. I mean, wait, oh, what? Jesus. Mm. Mr. White, Mr. White, please. Mr. White. Mr. White, please don't, please Mr. don't White. do that. Please don't do that. Oh, shit, he did it again. It doesn't seem uh, wise, Mr. White. That lion salt at the end is just magic. Just so good. Just... He so rarely wins with it, too. So when he yeah. does, it's awesome. Yep. What do you think, Jesse? Short, sweet, to the point perfectly tight-knit like like yep i don't know what it's called like i don't think this is like technical wrestling but it's 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 just perfect like yeah, yeah. it'd be great if it was longer but it didn't but. feel short either it's just every you know and i've said this before already but especially specifically this nothing was wasted was i was great. about to say there wasn't in. i was about to say there wasn't a single wasted movement nope. every single every single thing they did was intentional and yep. beautiful. Yep. I could watch these guys wrestle a billion times and never get tired of it. I love William Regal. I love Chris Jericho. God bless them both. Yep. Uh, great way to start the show. Like, a fun match to pop the crowd, but also good technical wrestling and great psychology. 
Uh, we cut to the back to a limo with a tag that reads WCW1 that Shane gets out of. And then right, uh, we go to the APA and Jackie playing poker, drinking beer, smoking cigars. And, well, you know what? Let's Fuck just you. listen. Yeah. Greatest oh goddamn promo. It's greatest so promo that Jacqueline has ever been a part of. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh so my God. I I can't believe I'm about to get into the, like the character psychosis of fucking Bradshaw, Bradshaw Layfield, but it's the best because it's the most fucking genuine, like yes. from the heart of a human I didn't know existed in JBL. Is like it, so? Is I was just thinking, is this the best? pure hometown babyface promo ever just pure white meat this it's is my hometown so and i love close. this place because like, he was going so those, fast they couldn't even keep up yeah, with popping for like, him they like, pop, that pop when he said nolan ryan oh my has, god it's, it's the best so thing bradshaw's ever done in the his thing that i'm period. amazed the thing that i'm amazed about it is he was five beers deep and he just kept <laughs> going just like goddamn, dude. I, also, I always assumed when Texans were at least that many beers deep, that's when they could pull that shit off. That's right? when they, that's uh, when they right open up perfectly. Yeah, I'm also, a run on sins forever. You know what my favorite show is? Is King of the Hill because man, the boat Boom Howard just keeps on going and going and going. You don't ever stop. They all, I, I'm rewatching King of the Hill because it's on Hulu now. That show is better than you remember it being. Also, you know, of course it is. Chris and Jericho, watching? man, and then got Ted. Dang old Warrior. Also, Eddie Guerrero, he's the one from Europe. And on top of that, Kurt Angle, he's the one from China. He's the one keep on going into the chain. And on the way to Coast to Coast. And he's the one to. I'm done. I can't breathe. Okay. Okay. I got so close. I was literally, I was going to do it. I was going to run through the whole card. I was so close, but I was like, fuck, I'm Fat, I'm out of air. Watching that, watching that made me realize, of course they stuck Jackie with James Storm in TNA. James Storm is just Diet Bradshaw. <laughs> Literally, because he's smaller. He is. Uh, so, <laughs> next up is the RTC, Bull Buchanan, Val Venus, and the Good Father versus the APA and Taz. Uh, Stevie Ooh. Richard goes to cut a promo, but after a couple words, he's cut off by Taz's music, who's followed by Farouk and Bradshaw, accompanied by Jackie. Taz is literally I there because... Um, like uh, fucking dude Cause left because of payday. Well, yeah, like a, but, but like, WrestleMania. And the yeah, only reason why they Jer even Jerry gave Lawler. it to him is because Jerry left, or this yeah. would have been Jerry. I know you're not that like forward thinking, Adam, with this, uh -huh. but the fact that like the last three pay per views we've watched for this build up have all had like three or four hints of deja vu 
from yep. the 2008 Samoa Joe shit that we watched. Yep. It's just like, what the fuck? Again, Jacqueline is there walking down to the ring doing fuck all. Yeah. She should have been holding basically beers. Basically Bradshaw. Yeah. Yep. Or ba basically James Storm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. she should have been holding beers. She could have worn yep. a cowboy hat in this. Yep. And APA. Been fine. Yeah, it's it's I, the set. Yep. Yep. It's it's wild. Um, <sighs> as is the as is the case with pretty much all the RTC stuff we talked about so far. It's not much of a match. Um, Taz gets beat up a lot. The Good Father does a hoe train to a huge boo. Uh, the so, no train. So then, like, it basically comes down to Bradshaw gets the hot tag. Takes out Papa Shango and the rest of the RTC with some boots and slams and clotheslines. Yeah, Farouk fucks Bradshaw, everybody. Farouk and Bradshaw double team Val before Bull takes out Farouk. Uh, Bradshaw gives a top rope back suplex to Val. Kama Mustafa sets up Bradshaw for a hoe train, but Bradshaw gets out of the way, hits Charles Wright <laughs> with a clothesline, and gets the win in three minutes and fifty-two seconds. Not that much to good. talk about. Thank you. Not much to talk about here. It was just like a fun again. This match was worth it for the promo that came before it. Uh -huh. is, do y'all have anything else to say? It's um, WrestleMania. This is this is a precursor to like this is the first inkling I'm sure for WWE of like oh shit JBL can talk. Yep. And then yeah. you have the 2001 the September uh, 13th or no yeah the the, what the, the, the September it? 12th. No, it was, it was like the, it was the thirteenth. Then it was that Thursday. Yeah, it was that. It was Thursday night. Yeah, the nine eleven. The nine eleven one down. for Bradshaw to like have his have that backstage thing, and then to have him come his, out and rile everyone up. It's like, like that's the oh, thing. Like, the, the X the the X seven promo is amazing, but also that yeah. that's nine eleven SmackDown Bradshaw promo is is one of the man. things that makes you go, okay, yeah. now I understand why they put the belt on him. Yep. Yep. Like, kind of, kind of. I kind of wish we could have seen face Bradshaw at that level, but his character never would have worked that way. Yeah, no, it never no, would it would have never worked. Although his character you, you was a born heel, you would have had to have turned JBL back into Bradshaw if you wanted to make him. A you would have had to, which would have been so cool. Could you imagine if like there was a storyline where he had given up beer and that's why he's a millionaire with energy drinks and shit, and why he acts <sighs> the way he does now? No, and Jesse, like, yeah. I'm picturing fucking Stephen Colbert from the Colbert Report with muscles. Oh my going, god! Woo! Uh, like just like that's fair too. Like, but I was thinking, and and I think JBL would have had not to be retired in order for this to happen. Um, no wait, I'm thinking the wrong thing. Never mind. But anyways, I don't know because I think that'd be great. And someone like a heel got Bradshaw to start drinking again, and he became Bradshaw. That'd it's like some. Funny. It's yeah. It's like some like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde stuff. Like beer yep. is the except it's like beer Joseph is Park. good. It's beer like is good. Park. When Joseph Park sees blood, he turns back into abyss. Yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> J when Brad JBL drinks beer, he turns back into Bradshaw. <laughs> oh Let's go god. drink some beer. As long as beer, beer. Oh my god, psycho. <laughs> references yes. god damn it that's what i'm here for i thought we were above that in the oh, year 2018 no. of our they were noobs 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 i'm gonna quick turn they released a new album this year and it's great you should listen to it okay i shall also i just want before we leave this match my child's yes. clotheslines are still the greatest thing of all time and they they're look stiff like they as hurt. fuck. Yeah, they're because they're real clotheslines. It well, makes Steve Hansen blush, I believe, is yeah, what JR there's says. There's a wonder. Yes. There's a reason why Stevie Richard clocks him with yeah. that chair. Yeah. <laughs> and bye bye cells. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh -huh. that pic, that image, that image, man.
God. So, we're going to back. And yeah. we see Trish bringing a comatose Linda into the arena. No, and they're no, no, awful no. by... Huh? Time out, time out. Before no. this happened, they had a uh, Snickers commercial. Oh, they, they did. They had a Snickers ad with Paul Heyman. And it's just this. Paul Heyman voice. Hey, y'all! Crunch yeah. this! He's like, hey, y'all! That's how they do it in Texas, right, JR? <laughs> you well, know what's I, amazing? Is yeah. how much JR just won't have his shit, even though he set... Even though Paul sets himself up to look like a dumbass yep. so well, JR just won't be in part he of the won't joke. Play along. He Come won't on, so good. It's great though. And then, and, uh, and he even says, you know, what well, we think of Corey Taylor uh, today yeah. later on with the gimmick battle royal when they bring out Bobby Heenan. It's great. Yeah. Oh man. We'll yeah. talk about that so, when yes. I get there. So yeah, we go to the back. Uh, Trish is bringing a comatose Linda into the arena, and they're confronted by snotty, awful tr Steph wearing a jumpsuit that says "Daddy's Girl" in the back, and she calls uh, him Daddy. <laughs> yep. Can you see her nipples? Because you can in every episode of Raw. Yeah. Also, God. can we? Can I say? Linda McMahon was born to play a fucking corpse. Performance <laughs> of a lifetime. <laughs> she is incredible at playing I didn't know that a comatose woman. Lift. Oh my she, god! She is I've never at playing a comatose woman in a wheelchair. It's amazing. I've, I've never ever thought I'd have a replacement for face for radio, but that—that's <laughs> good. Holy She's so shit. good at it, though. Like. She is, she is. A, an amazing comatose person. I wonder what shitty things she thought of that whole right? time to keep that face. Like how oh to not God. break. Like, when you look at her in that chair, you gotta wonder, how how can you not vote for her twice, Connecticut? I mean, come on. <laughs> Next up, Fuck. Raven oh, versus Kane versus God. Big Show for the hardcore title. I need to go get a beer. I'm gonna on, be go, AFK go. for a second. Okay, Good lord, I'll do my Adam. intros. Raven is on course with this shopping cart filled with garbage and I guess his title. Followed yeah, by Kane. Kane looks incredible at this, this point. This is best Kane design wise and oh, style wise. Yeah. Best Kane. Oh yeah. Um also go back and watch him as fake diesel. He looked better than Kevin Nash as fake diesel. <laughs> he was in incredible shape. Yeah. Raven goes after Kane and the bell rings and the announcers are as confused yep. as I am as they brawl before shows music hits and he meanders. Well, to he'll get there eventually. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> they don't it's even just, play his. <laughs> it's just the point where like this time, cause he, he's so late. They just have an, they have music that just says, well, it's the big show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, Oh, JR in the fucking, it's Christian it, voice. It's, it's they Christian. Are repeating it it's, ain't gonna be pretty. Show. And I'm like, no, JR. Yeah. No, it fucking isn't. <laughs> Kane picks up Raven and tosses him out of the ring, and Show holds him in a reverse DDT position. But Kane jumps off the top rope to the outside, taking out both which of is, them. Which is the most terrifying thing to fall from yes. a tree. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raven lands on top of Big Show, and the ref starts to count, but Kane breaks up the pin. Ooh, let's get ready to walk and brawl. Kane, let's get ready for the, the refs to earn their fucking paycheck. Let's get ready and to fuck up a golf cart, a golf cart uh, spot. And the cameraman, Raven runs into the crowd and they walk and brawl through the floor area. And it's just like the cameraman like attempt to power through the crowd and find them to get his shot, but like it's and eventually they just decide screw it and they cut to the wide shot until they like yep. get to the tunnel to the backstage area. Sir, we can't get anything. It's MTV Spring Break out here. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's a point. There's a point too where Raven gets lost from the camera. It's yeah, because yeah. he is sprinting through the crowd to get to the shot where he goes, "Boom! I'm right here!" Like yeah, when the, Raven's he, done with that pops. crowd. Raven yes, leaves. Yeah. He's like, because he's gets, the emo guy, and it's yep. MTV Spring Break. He doesn't belong there. Raven's, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, Raven's like, it's MTV Street Spring Break. We're in Houston. I see some titties I did not want to see. Uh, <laughs> They're not even hit. playing Nirvana. I'm gone. I got to hit Kane with a street sign. Uh, and then Kane sends, I'm going to be using the word fake a lot in the next few paragraphs because Kane sends Raven <laughs> through a fake wall that they built. Yep. Uh, show <laughs> takes out Kane on a, yes. So at one point, I'm just like, what is this setup? Is this an arena <laughs> office? Like, what yeah, is this? Like, that literally was placed the... there in three hours by the yep. team. Yep. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you just see a wall go through like it was butter. Like and you're just like, like, oh, paper. butter yeah. wall. Um, yeah, my butter wall. Jesus, guys. <laughs> Show takes out Kane and then throws Raven to like a fenced off supply cage. Uh, he attempts to lock the door, but Kane is just like, I'm not going to wait for you to do this and just yank the door open. <laughs> yeah. And because they probably had a whole spot you know what? Out where Kane ripped, yeah. like, broke the lock and stuff. And they were just like, eh. Well, no, yeah. it was one of those steel fences where that yeah. part of the fence is so easily movable. It's just like, mm -hmm. all right, push. Like, yeah. any it of us can. It makes do me that. think of the cartoons where they prop uh, a. Uh, I guess it'd be Scooby-Doo, but they prop up a um, chair up against the door so they can't push in, but it's a yes. pool door. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Raven attempts to choke Kane with a hose, but Kane thwarts him. He begins to choke Raven, then he leads him out of the supply cage and throws him through a fake window into a fake room that they built backstage the day before. Yep. Then Sho throws Kane through a fake door into a fake locker room that they built a day before. Kane God. attempts to chokeslam Big Show, but they just bonk each other into the walls before falling through another fake wall into another fake room. <laughs> another and butter joined, wall. And they're joined by Raven, who attacks Show. Then Raven throws someone out of a golf cart and drives off, and Show jumps on the back of it. Raven drives it a few feet, and Show chokes him, and he drives it like off of the floor into a fence. And now, if you pay attention, oh where man, the, that cable. Where yep. the shot? Where where the cart like tips over? There is a cable down there. Yep. That was the main power. Yep. If the whole building. Yep. If they had messed that up, it would have been lights out for the show. Oh, that would have been, been pandemonium. Yes, like that would that was the main power cable. And you know what it is? Is that Raven couldn't turn a dime with Show's fat ass. Let's yep. be honest. And also, he couldn't like, turn nearly he as much. Turn it and probably couldn't see anything because the way Show was choking him. Yep. So they abandoned the golf cart and brought down the hall as Kane gets on his own golf cart with the <laughs> golf cart with the ref jumping on the back. It's like, hey, let's go! Uh, like fucking brawl. outlaws, man. Yes. They're three brawl down the hall and you can hear a fan yell in the background, fuck him up! Like three times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's at one point, at one point, Heyman has the phrase... Like, he's talking about Raven, and he's just like, Raven's adopting the ECW mentality yep. of be abusive, get elusive. A.K. that is Enzo Amore's new single. So, <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, I think that's a very fair thing for them oh to plug that back God. then. So, good for them. Oh, my God. You know what? No, noobs. No, no. no. Yeah. Fuck you. What? You mentioned Enzo on our podcast. Get out. What? You can you can play that. Rocket, rocket Raccoon. <laughs> yeah. Raven yes. gets... you, can, no. you can replace it with Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Mr. Black. 
Raven hits Kane with a bunch of packing peanuts and then show uses him to knock over a table filled with Paul Heyman's favorite flavor of Snapple, Diet Peach. <laughs> is it because then, he looks like one? I don't no, know. because he says they That's knocked over the he, he says like, oh, they knocked over the Snapple. It's Diet Peach, my favorite flavor. That's hilarious. Uh, then Kane throws show onto a head of lettuce that like show hits and it launches onto the camera lens and they have to cut to a different camera because the camera lens got dirty oh god the lettuce Kevin sends kane sends raven into a dry race board near the entrance steps they emerge back on the stage kane and show batter each other before show grabs raven and picks him up and like moves to throw him off the stage but kane kicks show the two fall off the stage to the side instead of over the front into a weird box thing to break their fall kane jumps onto the box Delivering a leg drop to the big show for the three and the hardcore title in nine minutes and seven seconds. Which uh, felt longer you... than that for sure. It did. What'd you think, noobs? Plastic coffin victory. <laughs> I don't just it it it's what it is, is what JR said. This ain't gonna be pretty. Like oh, yeah. it wasn't, but I mean, what can you do with the fucking big show and cane? Yep. That I, isn't honestly, gonna be a shit show. I feel like it's the best Damn. use. Like Yes. That should have been their tag match, team in 2007. Right. It wasn't a good match, but it was like a really entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think, Jesse? Um, so the more thing about it, I think my favorite thing about hardcore matches is the botches. That shit's oh, fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just like improv nonsensical, we're gonna try this. Oh shit, never mind. However, I do hate we don't get to do Backlash 2001 because I think the best ever, like, straightforward hardcore match ever is Rhino versus Raven. Yeah. Because they do some amazing spots together in that match. It's really, really good. Um, I would say that's, like, third favorite match on that card. Behind the ultimate submission match? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is behind the ultimate yes. submission match. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a fun time. Just, like, a fun garbage plunder. Just throw everything yeah. at the wall. Like, a nice, entertaining little diversion. Uh, the best thing that happened to Raven's career is him not running over that power cable. <laughs> yup. So, Benoit caused Kurt Angle to tap on, on the go-home Raw the previous Monday. And we cut to the back with Angle watching the footage over and over and over again. Edge and Christian join him as the fun flunkies that they are. And then yep. Angle just won't look at him. He's just like, did you know if you make someone tap and there wasn't a bell or a ref or an official match, then you never officially made anyone tap? And he's like, if I never somebody tapped. taps in the middle of the force, does yes. it make a sound? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kurt's, Kurt, if he started saying... Is this Clarice? Hello, Clarice. Like yes. I would have been like, yeah, you're you're yeah. you're Lecter, buddy. Yes. No, it's the same thing that we thought of at um lockdown. It's fucking thousand yard stare yeah, jarhead. Like, he says yeah. that thousand yeah, he has that jarhead thousand yard stare. It's great. And um, I love oh, how hey. casual, like natural bulk and skull Christian and Edge are. They're so good. Because he's like, Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't tap. And Edge is just like, I mean yeah, you didn't you didn't tap, whatever you say, bro. <laughs> it's cool, man. Good. <laughs> we're all we're all fun here. Uh we're all fun here, man. Hey. Hide your road wives, hide your girlfriends, murder alert, Jimmy Snookas at WWF New York. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh little baby Jonathan Coachman is in the audience interviewing a lady who flew all the so way weird. from Australia for WrestleMania. This is her first ever yeah. WWE event, WWF event. He says, This is your one chance to send a message out to anywhere in the world. What do you want to say? To which she says WWF rules! And it's just like, wow, you really... 
That's what you're gonna do? Alright. I mean, plant. honestly, I guarantee you they, like, um, they yes. fed that line to her because it's like, please don't 100%. say, cheeky cunts, what's up? Yeah, like, it's just like, like, listen, <laughs> don't, like, they're turning the freaking frogs gay! Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we see The Rock arriving, and he gets a chorus of booze. Not because he's The Rock, but because he's not Austin. Because he's in Texas. Yes. Next up is Eddie Guerrero versus Test for the European Championship. Oh, <laughs> Eddie is out first with dumb hat Perry Saturn, followed by... Oh, that hat is beautiful, test. though. <laughs> man, test. how you like that hat, but you won't like He's a Man by William Regal? Come on. <sighs> I like how you said that, like it's some hot single that William Regal dropped. Like, how you ain't gonna I like know, He's a Man by, by Regal? By <laughs> he clearly right. sang it. Yes. No. <laughs> test gets in Eddie's face when he gets in the ring. Uh, Eddie goes after Test when he turns his back, and we are underway. Latino. Test, yes, Test counters Eddie's punch and gets the advantage early, hitting Eddie with the power bomb, sending him to the outside. Can you imagine how much class it would add to Europe to have a Mexican as champion? God bless Paul Heyman. God. <laughs> Test continues Amazing. to batter Eddie as he gets on the middle rope, and Eddie jumps up, attempts a top rope Hurricane Rana, but Test doesn't budge. Then Tess hits Eddie with a top rope back elbow. Yes? It was at this point when JR was still talking about Perry Saturn's hat. And Heyman's like, what is with you in hats? You're wearing a hat right now. And JR just goes, well, maybe I have a hat fetish. Yeah. Just out of the fucking blue. It's like, what? Just trying to say something to shut Heyman up. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember if it's on here or one of the Raws after, but Heyman also makes a joke about, it's like, can you imagine a broadcaster wearing a hat all the time? How ridiculous, as he's wearing, like, an XFL hat. God, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> this is also at the point when the crowd started chanting, Eddie sucks, and I've never wanted to murder 68,000 people more <laughs> than I do right now. <laughs> Latino heat. It's because he's goes, with Perry Saturn. Yes, yeah, right, because he's with that hat. Tess goes after Eddie, but Eddie low-bredges <laughs> him and flies over the top rope and gets his leg tied up at the top of middle ropes. Uh, the ref runs over to stop Eddie from going after the vulnerable Tess, and Perry Saturn uses the opportunity to get into some cheap, cheap shots. Then Tess just hangs there. <laughs> the, his foot is legitimately tied up in the ropes. The ref tries to get him out, but his foot is tied up real tight, and Eddie has to help the ref in getting test free. Yeah. But JR does a really good job of covering for it and kayfabe saying that Eddie knows that if he wants to win the title, he has to get test back in the ring. Yep. Yeah, that's a Eddie, good way to do it. Yes, Eddie that's does just that. That's always been his best thing, for sure. Yes, Eddie does just that and batters Tess's leg. He Irish whips Tess in the ropes and hops onto his back with a sleeper hold, slowly sending Tess to his knees. Eddie breaks the hold when he feels the damage has been done and attempts an Irish whip that Tess reverses and catches Eddie out of to deliver a beautiful tilt-a-whirl slam. Ugh! Yeah, then, I got that note too. It's just like those te- power slams. Yes. Yeah. Then Test goes for a total war again, but manages to get up Eddie all the way up and end it with a power bomb. Like Test is underrated. He's a, he's a really good big man worker. Like he, he was yeah. probably one of the best. Mm. Like big I mean, man guys like he's that. He's top ten probably. Like when it comes to just being like a pure worker that's not just lumbering around the ring. Yeah, for a big guy, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not like, like you know, time, there, like there's big like... guys like Taker, and then there's big guys like everyone in Test. You know? Yeah, yeah, true. Like like Test and and Kane kind of occupy the yeah. same area. 
Test goes for full Nelson, but Eddie hits him with a low blow that the ref ignores. Harry <laughs> Saturn runs in the ring while the ref is chastising Eddie and attacks Test. Eddie goes for the pin, but he only gets a two. He hits Test with a brain buster and goes for the frog splash. But Eddie rolls out of the way. Test rolls out of the way. Eddie scouts it and adjusts, rolling through his landing and dodging a big boot from Test right after he lands. Really good little sequence. Yeah. T- Test hits Eddie with a pump handle power slam, but Perry gets on the ring apron. Test knocks him off, knocks him off and pins Eddie for a two count. Perry gets in the ring and Test hits him with a big boot and then Eddie with a big boot. Tess goes for a pin, but then Dean Malenko runs to ringside, pulls Tess off Eddie. Tess pulls up Malenko on the apron and hits him as Eddie gets the European title. Tess turns around, gets a belt shot to the mouth, mouth from Eddie, and Eddie gets the pin and the European title in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. What'd you think, Jesse? Um, it's an Eddie Guerrero match, so I'm super good. And as we said, Tess Bingo. isn't nearly as bad as I think people have forgotten. Mm-hmm. So... It's yeah, it was it yeah. was solid mid card for sure. It was entertaining. That's what matters yeah. for something that's not allowed a lot of time and is kind of an afterthought through all these matches. Because I feel like, like if you randomly asked somebody if they could list all these matches, this might be the one they forget or the uh, six way tag. They might remember just because it's Eddie. Yeah, like this is like kind of the afterthought match on the card, but when the afterthought match on the card is like still pretty good, yep. that's saying a lot about the show. What'd you think, Nick? Exactly. Again, a referee <laughs> didn't do his job oh, with Malenko just throwing the ref out. Yep. It's like, um, that's an automatic disqualification. Noobs, they're refs, damn it. They don't really have any power. They just stand there, get hit, and count to three. That's all they have. Listen, all I ask, I mean, I'm not upset, but could we trade that? <laughs> I love, but I'm could sorry, we, that trip up we, was great. <laughs> but could we trade that ref's life for Eddie's, please? Oosh, oosh. He's oosh. doing his job wrong. He I'm deserves sorry. to be fired. No, right, and, yeah. okay. and You're and not talking about fire. Back. You're talking about death. <laughs> Listen, yeah, listen, same. listen. I'm talking fired about fired from, from life. Coil. Yeah. yeah. Fired yeah. from this Also, How's that if, not you don't think, if you don't song. think Eddie deserves to be brought back, look I... at him wearing that Perry Saturn hat yep. at the end of this. It's yep. magnificent. It's beautiful. Just it's beautiful. He's, uh, he's, oh, he's a good Very he's a fun good match. Uh, did, again, no waste of time. Did exactly what I needed to. Got, got test over. Got Eddie over. Beautiful. Uh we cut to the back for an interview between my, uh, Michael Cole and Mick Foley. He asks if Foley can ref a fair match between Shane and Vince. Mick says that regardless of his history with Vince, he will call the match right down the middle. Then as right he here, walks away, in Houston, he Texas. comes back to say that he's going to do it right here in Houston, Texas. Sorry. Listen, the Mick Foley cheat pops are fun and dumb yep. when you're watching at home. But a couple years ago, Raw came to Memphis and I got to experience one firsthand for the first time. And I pop hard because you're on the receiving end of a Mick Foley cheat pop. How could you oh, not great. pop? Like, the, I mean, yeah. it's, it's there, infectious. but like for me, when I'm at, I can't remember the last thing that I was at where this happened. Oh, it was at that, um, uh, it was at Wrestlepalooza last yeah. year, but like, so I think it was Cole Cabana, like mentioned something about being in Minneapolis and I just yelled, he said where yeah. we're from! 
Yum! That's the thing. Just like when most people do it, I don't. Yeah, care. we like fries. Yeah, like I, when, when, when most people do it, I don't care because it's a cheap pop. But Mick does it so well, and it's become so much of his shtick. Yeah. It's like to, like when Mick does it, it's as much of just like he might as. It's like watching him pull out Mr. Sacco. It's like he's doing the thing that I yeah, want him to which, do. Like the which moment you... is why. Which is why that one time as like GM of SmackDown in like '09 when he fucked it up and completely forgot yep. that that's considered like a travesty in wrestling. Yes, it's a betrayal. Yeah. yeah. Like anytime you hear Mick Foley go right here. And yep. you're just like, Oh shit. Here, yeah, it comes. here we go. <laughs> Speaking of, here we go. Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Oh. This match gotten made on the go home show. And it's one of my favorite types of wrestling stories. I mean, Who's the it best? shouldn't be. <laughs> ben, I mean, well, it was really, it was set up really well. Um, a yeah. couple like SmackDowns before this, it was they kept kind of getting in each other's way. Yeah. And Benoit comes down and he's like, "So, Kurt, you don't have a match, and you think you're really good. That's cool. I'm better than you, and I don't have a match. So, how about yeah. I just, you know, oh, almost said yeah. murdered. Fuck. Yeah, I'll it's destroy just, it's, you. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's no over the top drama. It's no needless bullshit. Two of the yeah. best in the world going at it to determine who's on top. Like, you don't need anything more. True. Very true. Uh, Angle is out first with a microphone. He cuts a standard heel promo, dumping on Texas, saying he never typed out and to lose those freaking cowboy hats, you're not a child, which is funny because it won't be long until he's wearing a tiny cowboy hat with heel Stone Cold. It's hilarious. It's, it's so, so good, though. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Good. It's great. Both, Benoit, yeah? Both these boys looking real jacked. Yeah, uh, like, Benoit is out next. Good boy. They stare each other good down. Good lord. Also, rings. it's only been like 13 months since Kurt's been in WWF. It's bonkers. Yep. Also, yeah, yeah, the best the best thing is like if this was going to be a regular match in the red, white, and blue tights we have. Look, look! Ah, oh, shit! Yeah. They're both colored red, they're white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. <laughs> Who coordinated this? Yeah, oh, America. My God. It's... But he's Canadian. I said America. <laughs> there is just pure. Mat-based mm. technical wrestling. Angle takes standing down. ovation at the yes. end of the chain. Oh Angle gets down. Angle takes down Benoit. They both jockey for position. They each one takes every advantage they can until they both get to their feet and they get a standing ovation. And they do it again. And then they like. And then Benoit almost gets Angle in the crossface, but Angle gets to the ropes. And then Angle almost gets Benoit in the. Uh, in the ankle lock, but Benoit gets to the ropes. And then, like, the ref... Uh, but then, the ref is chastising Benoit for not breaking the hold quickly enough when when Angle got to the ropes. And Angle uses the distraction to attack Benoit with the forearm shot, and then he throws Benoit out of the ring. And Paul Heyman does a great job of getting over the storyline. He has abandoned winning the match as a pure wrestler. He was being out-wrestled by Benoit, so he yeah. had to turn it from an amateur wrestling match into a professional wrestling match. And Kurt Angle, or and Paul Heyman, gets that over beautifully. It was so good. Such good storytelling from everyone involved. The beginning of that match where they're doing that back and forth reminded me of my days of playing WWE SmackDown versus Raw and just spamming the exact same button yes. over and over yes. and over again and trying to get a move off. And it's just yep. like, yeah, that's annoying when you're doing yeah. that in a video game, but <laughs> that was, that was, that was it's beautiful. It's like I have every I... fucking combo and he just keeps pressing B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, angle pulls That is a lost quote from... 
That is a lost quote from a lost show called Titan Maximum, done by the Robot Chicken guys. Oh, God. Yeah, I've never heard yeah. of that show. Uh, it lasted Angle. like eight episodes and got canceled after. That it's sounds great, about though. right. Angle slams Benoit to the announce table. Irish whips him in the ring steps. Angle gets Benoit back in the ring and beats the brakes off of him. Uh-huh. Just methodically punch, kick, suplex over and over and over again. Until Benoit finally gets a bit of life and clotheslines Angle, laying both of them out. They slowly get up, and Angle punches Benoit into the corner. Then Benoit grabs Angle and puts him in the corner. Then Angle grabs Benoit and puts him in the corner. And then Benoit pushes Angle out and sends him to the mat. Benoit gets Angle up onto the top rope and delivers a beautiful, perfect superplex. Slowly covering Angle for a two-count. And I think, his, yeah. th- I think this is when Heyman brings up Dynamite Kid. Yes. He said that yep. you know, like Benoit idolized people like Dynamite Kid. Yep. Like, I don't even think he said idolize. I think he just said Benoit harpening back to the Dynamite yes. Kid. Like, it was yeah, something no. where he didn't say he was idolized because it was a good callback. Because if you look back, like, Benoit did idolize the Dynamite Kid as a kid, and that's yeah. why the diving headbutt is his move. Yep. Yeah. Like, Benoit is basically, like, you had Dynamite <clears throat> Kid into Benoit into Daniel Bryan. Like, yep. that is Absolutely. that evolutionary chain. Yep. Um, and now, but now we have better medical technology, so you don't have, because Dynamite Kid, like, is in a barely functioning in a wheelchair. Benoit is Benoit. Daniel Bryan seems to be going on a better road. Uh... Just Benoit, barely, too. It took yes. him two and a half years to yeah, get there. Yeah, it took him a while. Benoit hits a couple of suplexes as he goes for another. Angle counters and attempts the ankle lock, but Benoit gets to the ropes. Angle pulls him back in the ring, but Benoit rolls through, sending Kurt to the mat, mat and then locking the ankle lock in on him. Angle manages to get out of it by kicking Benoit's head, but as he gets to his, like, gets to his feet and goes after Benoit again, Benoit grabs Angle in the crossface. Then Angle rolls it over, reverses the hold, and locks in the crossface on Benoit. Such a good chain of, like, submission, breakout submission, counter submit. Ah, these two guys. But then we have a ref bump. Benoit sends Angle into the ref and then locks in the crossface. Benoit gets the visual win as Angle taps out. Benoit breaks the hold and rouses the ref, eating an Angle slam as he turns around. Angle gets up from the moonsaw and almost full-on misses Benoit. But Benoit manages to adjust and kind of gets his knees up. Uh-huh. Benoit gets to the top rope and delivers the flying headbutt for a two count. Angle then hits Benoit with a low blow that the ref ignores. But Benoit no-sells it and goes for the crossface. But Angle gets him in a roll-up and gets a whole handful of tights to get the win in 14 minutes and four seconds. Good God. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you think, Jesse? I have a small soapbox to stand on. Real quick. Okay. All right. right, So, yeah, yeah. Um, Hit that skip button about three or four (laughs) times. I know, I know. It's It's fine. Go. So, I I think I've been thinking about it a lot, especially watching all this shit and just watching Benoit. Oh, my God. It's intense. And I watched or I listened to some of the Chris Jericho uh, podcasts about the the murders and stuff. Um, I don't think we could or maybe even should ever induct him into the Hall of Fame, but I feel like not mentioning him is is stupid and pointless. We should just at least be able to say his name. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up (laughs) fucking Snooka, because let's be perfectly honest. 
Yep. If the first person, because this is what I kind of meant, and I didn't say it before back in the Royal Rumble thing when uh, saying about Benoit getting into caught. Benoit, yeah. Benoit getting caught. If the first person Benoit had called was Vince, there's a big fucking chance they probably could have somehow tried to cover that up, or Vince would have tried it. to. Yeah, they did try to. I know, but like, like if Benoit didn't kill himself and he called yeah. Vince, they they it could have been the same thing as Snuka. Because what's the old story about Snuka that like? They reopened the case, and then Chris Jericho saw Vince McMahon go into a room with investigators with a briefcase. He walked out without the briefcase, and then the case went away. It's amazing that, that yeah. Vince, like, like there Vince was a either lot doesn't of... listen to Jericho when Jericho's not part of the company, or, yep. like, I don't know. Like, Have you ever listened to his podcast, Vince? I'm like, he has a podcast? That's what I feel uh, has to be a thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I... So, yeah, if Benoit was really, truly... Evil they tried. And a bad person. He would well, have actually tried to cover it up. They tried to though. Yeah. They well, WWE yeah, but, really did try. Like I can't remember. Adam, was, I know we talked about thing, it on this. Yeah, on the lap, the lap fan show. Yeah. Yeah. My, my argument is that Benoit wasn't part of it. He decided to kill himself instead. Yes, like it's what you said. Like the fact that he his first reaction shows. was to yeah. yes. That there's it's some kind the, of regret. Yeah, it's because he's not this like psychopath. He had the brain of a ninety year old Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, and like that's um, that shit happens when you're the we have the brain of a ninety year old Alzheimer's patient and the body of a Greek god. Yeah. So all of that said, this is my favorite match on the card. I was gonna ask one. at the end of the show what your favorite match was. Well, I'll say this: this is the it's best match fantastic. on the card. It's not my favorite. Okay. But but uh, I I do that a lot. Yeah. I'll say yeah. something is the no, absolute I'm the best, same but way. something I'm my the same favorite. way. This but this is the best, best fucking match. It's got everything that it's, you want. It's a, it's a it's, pure clinic. And it, it's a pure and clinic. And it flows from technical to out-of-the-ring bullshit to storytelling shit to just, like, you know, beating the fuck out of each other to submission nonsense. It's got everything you love in, like, the concept of wrestling. Like, yep. like if this is wrestling chance would have existed back then, it would have been here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, noobs? I, like you guys said, the... The whole match was great. I thought the ending was awful to cap cap encapsulate the match. Yeah, I just well, it's it's well, it's because of what happens shortly after this that we'll get to in a minute. Minute. Yes. This is yeah. very much the beginning of a feud, which yeah. is weird because usually mania is you don't the do that at mania. Yes, Except, that was my yeah. other complaint. They've just well, there's a lot of rules recently. Yeah. yeah, like like with Nakamura and AJ, like they've started to do that a bit more in the past few years. But I agree, yeah. Mania is meant to be the big ending. And it's I'm okay, weird I'm okay either way. I kind of like that. That like think of like the be all end all concept of Mania. I love the idea that it's where feuds stop or feuds end, and also where feuds begin. I kind of like that idea, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. It it not gonna lie. It's still great. It's yeah. like it's just so much of this match was. Like you guys said, it's perfect. It's again another referee issue. It's like, <laughs> what's this? What's this? What's this noise that I'm hearing on the mat that I'm on that clearly <laughs> never happens unless somebody is quitting? Hmm, I'm just gonna ignore it. I'm just, Fuck I'm just it. gonna be comatose over here. Like, no, we're good. Like, you'll notice. Like, I, tr I started doing that bullshit shout out stuff about the crowd. The yeah. crowd stuff, it didn't, uh, it. They were actually pretty good. There were a few yeah. people doing the suck it chance, like when they got on the camera, like during the Rock and Stone Cold match. But it's like uh, that's just people being stupid. But it's yeah. like the refs in this pay per view 
kayfabe yeah, wise when you look at them kayfabe shenanigans it's just like what are you doing like you shouldn't yeah. have a job yeah but it's anyway. just incompetent refereeing yeah uh-huh uh so yeah like amazing match technical clinic like it's something i was thinking about when i was watching this like i love that style of pro wrestling like the daniel bryan chris Benoit, kurt angle like you tell me like like before like the first time i'd ever watched x7 after i started watching wrestling like i had watched here and there i'd watched some benoit but like i went to the show not knowing all the matches and i see like kurt angle versus chris benoit i'm like and i was like incredibly excited because like oh yeah i love this style of wrestling i have less than zero interest in ever watching actual am amateur wrestling right but i want to watch that style of professional wrestling yeah because it's, it's just something that popped better. out to me There's, yeah because yeah there's too much resistance that makes it boring in actual amateur wrestling. Yes. Yeah, you it's yeah, that's that's probably a good way of putting it. Uh It's the same thing when MMA fighters fall on their asses and they're just hugging for the rest of the round. Yeah. Uh So we go to the back, Michael Cole is back there and asks Regal if he's okay after his loss to Jericho and Regal answers like anyone else would. Am I okay? What the bloody hell do you mean am I okay? <laughs> then he walks into his commissioner's office and Kamala the Ugandan Giant is on his desk with his handler Kim Chi trying to get him down, promoting the gimmick battle royal later. And Kamala is Kamala yeah. is rubbing a photo of the queen, yeah, of the queen on his stomach. On just his like, belly. Mm. Also, that's the second time we've seen Kamala the Ugandan Giant doing this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's, at, again, he was at the vu. Yeah. Nope. Uh, then we get a video package about the Wrestle about a WrestleMania pep rally at Fort Hood with a bunch of soldiers and their families and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Then Tony Chimmel is in the back with Kurt Angle. Angle boasts about beating Benoit. Then Benoit comes out of nowhere, beats the shit out of Angle, puts him in the crossface again, establishing that the rivalry is just beginning, which sets up uh, what we've mentioned a couple times, the masterpiece ultimate submission match at Backlash, a 30-minute Iron Man match with no pinfalls, only submissions. Beautiful match. Oh, my yeah. God. That match is so good. Yeah. That match is so um, good. Up next is China as, versus Ivory. Yes? Real quick, as um, uh, <laughs> as Heyman and JR are talking, somebody holds up a sign. This is like one of the only signs that I noticed that I'm in love with was it was just a, I'm ready, Lord, take me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just All like right. mood. <laughs> you're, yeah, right. You're, you're at mania, but mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so biggest... Squash matches in the history of WrestleMania. Triple Fuck H losing to, to Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 12. Undertaker beating up John Cena at WrestleMania 34. China destroying Ivory at WrestleMania 17. Ivory so is out first dumb. by herself. RTC are banned from ringside. Ivory's doing a great job of like selling that she is scared. China is out next with purple gear and a mega Roman candled gun. She jo yeah. jazz hand jogs to the ring. And Ivory <laughs> hugs her title goodbye. Yep. Uh, actually, a pretty good moment of when China's posing in the ring. You got a wide shot of just all the flash bulbs, which yeah. is really cool to see again at this show. All the people with their disposable cameras. Yeah, uh, that's always cool to see. And yes. then, and then, it was either before the match. It was before the match began. Jr. just goes, "This is the first time China challenges for the women's title." And then, yep. like ten seconds later, he goes. Oh, my bad. Shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, this oh, is... God, Paul's going to kill me. Please don't. Yep. 
This is the first, uh, China's first, uh, only match at WrestleMania. Um, Ivory attacks China with the belt before the bell rings, kicking China's neck, elbow drop, bad slaps. China catches a kick from Ivory, and that's all of Ivory's offense. China beats Ivory up and down the ring, gets the win and the women's title in two minutes and 39 seconds, and wrestles, I think, one more match with the company before she is let go later in the year. Yep. Ivory or China? China. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't make it to the end. I think her last match is like May of 2001. And then yeah. Trips gets with Steph, and that's the end of that. Yeah, that's a that's a very it, awkward thing there. Yeah. Let's uh, not go into it. Anyway, yeah, Linda McMedication. There's two and a half hours left in the show, and that's pretty much Linda all the low stakes matches done. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Got, this show is really top-heavy in a good way. We cut to the back. Vince, Trish, Steph, and the corpse of Linda. <laughs> Vince yep. asks Trish if she's doubled up Linda's dosage, and he tells her to bring Linda to ringside when when Shane is immobile. Michael Cole comes in and asks about the shocking developments of Shane buying WCW. Vince says if he wants shocking, he'll get shocking. Vince versus Shane. The McMahons explode! Shane looks so young. I know it was 17 years ago, but, like, he's 31 here. You could have convinced me that he was, like, 22. Yeah, and mm. all I'm thinking of during this entire promo... With, like, Linda being there, it's like, she's part of Trump's cabinet. Yeah. Just, like, just, yep. I just, yep. I just, like, yep. my eyes just start going in the back of my head like the dead man. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what uh, the fuck? Shane is out first. Pre, here comes the money. So he comes out to Vince's theme. Yeah, I don't get that. It's so yeah. weird. That's it's probably weird. the worst thing in this it's entire bad. pay-per-view. Yep. He gets to the ring and grabs a mic, shouting out the WCW guys in the crowd. The yeah, camera has comes a hard time no finding pop. them. And, yeah. he, and the camera has a hard time finding them. And so by the time they find them and get the camera on them, Shane is already introducing Mick. But we finally see them. John Warnitis, Lance Storm, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, Bill DeMott, Stacey Keebler, Chavo Guerrero, Mike Awesome, Mark Jindrak, and Sean Stasiak. Are the, the fact people that, that are in the box. The fact that Stacy Keebler is on TV, I immediately got like non flashbacks of like, King, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yep. Oh, wait, he's not there. Yep. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, okay, it's fine. It oh, legs. oh, it's okay. Here the bad is. man's gone. <laughs> there <he> is. Uh, <laughs> Sean Stasiak spilled the beans in a radio interview before the show that they were, pl- they were going to X7 to do a run in during this match. Really? Vince was furious and almost sent them home, but stuck them in the in the skybox instead. Apparently, the that's why they plan don't was, look happy. Yeah, apparently the original plan was WCW guys doing a run it. Um, oh my god, that would have been so good. Yep, that yep. would have been the perfect way to continue that. Even though it's like an episode of Raw on WrestleMania yep. and continuing the plotline, but it's just but like, like that's still yeah, good. Like, yeah, so. Shane introduces Mick. Mick comes out with his perm and his ref shirt. I really like the handmade spray-painted ref shirt. Uh, no chance in hell again. And out comes Vince and Steph with her awful 90s crimped hair. The mm-hmm. two McMahons get in their spaces. Yeah. Just that hair, yeah. With the daddy's girl on the back. Yep. It's just it's like, so like it's It's beautiful in its awfulness. Like, it's somebody... It shows that Steph really understands her character. Yep. Yeah, the one thing that I noted, like, before the match started was, like, I'm wondering if there are any real hints that Steph turns on Vince. Just because when you look, when you look 
like a month down the line, she's yeah. technically the owner of ECW in yeah, that with line. The, with the alliance and all that, yeah. And so it's just like, I was looking for it, and there was nothing. You could tell yeah, they no. just like said, yeah, yeah. fuck it, put it on Steph. Yep. Uh <laughs> Vince slaps Shane's the bell rings we're off. So okay, so this isn't a match. It's Vince versus Shane. It's not it's two non-wrestlers, but it's a storyline match. Yeah. But like spoiler yeah. alert, it's probably the best storyline match of all time. Vince goes after Shane yeah. in the corner, and then Shane fights off, hits Vince, and hits him with a clothesline, spear, a couple elbows. Uh Steph gets in the ring to confront him, slaps Shane, runs out of the ring. Shane and Vince brawl up the entrance ramp, and Shane grabs a plastic sign, beats Vince with it, chokes him with an extension cord, and then slams him gingerly onto the ring steps. Uh-huh. Uh, Shane gets up on the barricade in front of the crowd and hits Vince with a leaping clothesline that looks great. Uh, Shane goes under the ring, gets a kendo stick, and continues to just batter Vince up and down the Astrodome. Uh, then Shane does his awful hopping around rabbit punches before he deconstructs wow. the Spanish announce table. While yeah. fucking JR pretends this is Ollie versus Fraser yeah. going, down goes McMahon, down yeah. goes McMahon. It's like, yeah. shut up. Uh, like, the, he, you can see him not connecting. It's, it's, it, they're the worst sort of rabbit punches. Shane hits Vince on the monitors, uh, and Heyman loses his mind. Are you out of your mind? He's the owner of the company! Shane places Vince on the Spanish announce table and gets back in the ring, climbs to the top rope as Heyman pleads with Steph to move out of the way. And then Shane does his leaping elbow. But Steph yanks Vince off the announce table, causing Shane to crash through it beautifully. That motherfucker didn't even bounce. He hit, the table collapsed, and he sold it like he got shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Foley comes in just going, remember the table, Foley. Yeah. <laughs> Mick checked on Shane, and Trish shows up, wheeling zombie Linda down the entrance ramp. <laughs> Trish checks on Vince, helping him up, and slaps the taste out of his mouth to a huge pop. Uh-huh. Steph slash, slaps Trish in response, and Trish and Steph brawl outside. And then in the ring, Heyman with the most attitude arrow line of the night. This street fight just became a cat fight. Yep, yep. there's that there's that King uh -huh. reference. The Mick picks Steph King. up. Right, Mick picks Steph up off of Trish, and Steph slaps Mick for his troubles and runs on the entrance. Uh, being chased by Trish. <laughs> that, that run, that run between Steph and Trish is yep. just the, the most yep. hilarious. Like, oh no, she's coming. Yeah. I can't get away. And then Steph trips. Trish runs up and kicks her. And then Steph gets up and runs away. And that's <sighs> them done for the night. Oh, it's so good. Vince looks at Linda and with the most incredible, vicious sneer, mouths the word, bitch. You bitch. Then he wasn't sure if the camera got it because he said it again when he got to his feet. He yep. takes a couple of steps in front of Linda and then Mick teleports in from out of nowhere yelling, Don't even think about it, Vince! Oh my god, he did. That's right. To a huge Foley chant. Uh, You're not Vince gonna do that to Linda. Yes. Vince grabs a chair from the timekeeper's area and cracks Foley with a headshot, taking him out. You, you he know, he, the, he yep. looks so, like, adorably dorky pushing her out because his ass yep. is, like, all the way out, and he's like, dun-dun-dun-dun. It's kind yep. of funny. Yeah, it, it's it, great. Is that, it was at this point where I'm like, does McFoley own anything aside from sweatpants? Oh, of course not. Like, it's just like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Listen, he's, he's living in 3018. We're back here in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Vince uh, grabs, or he... 
Vince walks over to Linda, picks her up, and takes her in the ring as the crowd chants, asshole. Uh, during all of this, Shane is still dead in the ruins of the Spanish announce table. He starts to move after Vince got Linda in the ring, but Vince just went, goes over, sees him move, and kicks him in the head. Uh, which made me laugh really hard. <laughs> That's just one of those lines, Charlie, damn it! Yep. Vince sets the chair up in the ring and puts Linda in it. Shane is on his hands and knees, and Vince gets him in the ring, throws a few garbage cans in. Shane gets to his feet. Vince cracks Shane on the head with one, then hits him on the back with another a few times, shit-talking Linda between the assaults. Then we get the second biggest pop of the night. Which is insane to me. Shane gets to his knees, and Vince picks up the third trash can. As he lifts it over his head, Linda stands up from the chair to oh, what was, uh, to, was to the second biggest pop of the night. People went crazy. I know people like to criticize the McMahons and then putting themselves into things and where they not belong and whatnot, but this is a really well-told story. It's been going on for months, and fans were really invested. And seeing Linda get out of that chair was the payoff of months' worth of storytelling. And it was incredible to see how well it worked. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, Shane groggily points behind Vince. And Vince turns to see Linda. Linda looks at Vince for a little too long as Vince's legs were too close together. He spreads him a bit. Linda kicks him in the crotch. Uh, then Mick runs back in the ring and assaults Vince as Heyman screams about how unfair it is. <laughs> Shane... Oh picks up a trash can and goes to swing it, but he puts it in Vince's chest instead, gets on the opposite turnbuckle, and goes coast to coast. Which is gets, still the yep. one of the best moves yep. ever. And then gets the win in 14 minutes and 12 seconds. It's it's like, the first time he's done the coast to coast, right? I It's one of. Because yeah. they don't even have it a name to for be. it. Yeah, he was just like, oh my god, he drop kicked. Because this was like, yeah, and, and. it was a move They don't mention already. Coast to Coast, yeah. The yeah, Van Daminator. It was the Van Daminator, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But the, I, yeah, this is one of the first times uh, Shane did it. Uh, and then, yeah, um, not, no wrestling classic, but like, the best storyline match of all time. It's just really entertaining, just a really, really good time. Uh, what'd you think about it, Jesse? The, the storytelling's great. It's and that's what it is, and it's so dumb and crazy and all over the place. It's I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's nuts. It's all about the story. It's I wish there was more of like to think of like I don't think there's a, a lot now where it's something all that wrestling like in Benoit Angle and then something like this, which is pure story. I don't. I think it's a little blended now more, but yeah. I don't mind this. This is so well done. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, what do you think, Nibs? It it was a shit show of a episode of Total Bellas that Vince yeah. can dream to make. And yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. It's still weird with Shane's, like at least here comes the money should, doesn't happen. They should have like, inputted that. Day, I think. They should have that. Yeah. They, they should have inserted that in though. Yeah, like they might yeah, as right? well. They fucking yeah. changed the music for um uh, Undertaker's entrance for the first match against Triple H, where it was like um that Johnny Cash song. Yep. yep all those years was, ago uh, for Mania, yeah. it's like yep. just fucking insert yep. the song that you already own, like yeah, to make it exactly. right. 
Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a great time. Like Vince or knows is great you edit and, shit out all the time. Seriously. Yeah. Just so much fun. Can't recommend it highly enough. Yep. And uh, so we go to the, we 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 see a shot of WCW ref- wrestlers half heartedly celebrating in the box. Yay, we're on TV. <laughs> There's an interview yeah. with the Hardys at WrestleMania Access. Fun little fairly milk toast interview. Mm-hmm. And then we see a shot of Triple H getting hyped up in his dressing room. Jesse, you want to give us a little taste of that? You're the fucking best. Fucking the, the greatest. Fuck the Undertaker. This isn't his yard. This is your yard. This is your fucking yard. Oh my God, this is your fucking yard. <laughs> this, is, this is his yard, but this is my world. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> then we get a shot of Taker shadow boxing. Whoo! All right, everybody. All right. Take a moment to stretch. Let's just get hydrated. Ugh. Here we go, boys. Can, can we take a piss break? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Let's I'm do that nice. just so that you're not dancing in your chair at the end and everyone can just be like, all right, we got this shit. Yes. <laughs> all right. Be right back. Yeah, I'll be back. Here we go, boys. A shot of the tables, the ladders, and the chairs propped up on the side of the entrance ramp. And we see something we never see, which is stagehands milling around the ring, setting everything up. I guess they didn't have a video package. Because usually they they do that during the video package. It just appears. Yeah. The finale of the trio of matches between these two teams. WrestleMania 20. Yeah, the the finale of the trio of matches between the three teams. That's right. Listen. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong, but. But anyway, shut your team. mouth. Got it. <laughs> know your role. Team. Got it. Exactly. WrestleMania Damn. 2000. Edge and Christian beat the Dudleys and the Hardys in a match that absolutely stole the show. Hands down, the best match on the card. Yep. SummerSlam 2000. Edge and Christians beat the Dudleys and Hardys in the first ever TLC match. A match that revolutionized wrestling and blew everyone's minds. Now it's time to finish it with TLC 2. Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys versus the Hardys. <clears throat> the Hardys are out first, followed by Edge and Christian. The Fink announces them as Christian and Edge, and I was, I'm not okay with that. I don't like that one bit. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't, but I'm okay with Christian getting the nod. Yes, absolutely. Listen, <laughs> Christian's my boy, but you know. And finally, from Dudleyville, Dudleyville, Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudley boys. And they were using their normal theme this time, because remember at the Rumble, and we noticed they had like a weird, different, generic yeah. theme? Yeah. Maybe they just started, maybe that was their theme at the Rumble, and they started using their real theme between then and now. Um, it was interesting yes all three teams did their poses and whatnot during their entrances we get so many flashing bulbs when they did and it always look awesome and away we go two baby face teams go after Edge and Christian the Dudley's focusing on Christian the Hardy's going after Edge but once those two are dealt with they begin attacking each other the Hardy send the Dudleys into the corner. Matt hits both of them with a poetry in motion as Edge and Christian bring a ladder into the ring cracking the Hardy's with it Edge and Christian get Matt upside down in the corner and do the let's step on his balls spot as they set up a chair and Jeff charges them and then they give him a double toe hold causing him to go face first into the chair. Look great. Was it at at this point where the crowd started chanting we want tables? Probably. I just stopped noting it at this point. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm just screaming at the TV. It's like you are watching a (laughs) TLC match. Guess what the B stands for. It's their gimmick. It's God. a gimmick, but it's just like... Noob, shut up and enjoy. No! <laughs> I will um, not! Oh my God. Edge and Christian get... Uh, 
The Dudleys pull Christian out of the ring, and uh, JR says, I hear Dudleyville is right outside Parts Unknown, but that's unverified. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> it's yes, just so, yes, good. so good. I, and also, I love how uh, Heyman keeps getting over the ECW-established, like, canon of the Dudley boys. Yeah. He talks about Big Daddy Dudley and, and yeah. Being all a that carpenter and, and shit. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. Edge sets up a ladder in the ring under the titles and begins to climb, but Matt pulls him off of it, beating him in the corner. Matt begins to climb the ladder, holding his stepped-on balls, but Edge takes him out with a flying clothesline. Edge gets uh, goes up the ladder, but Jeff uses a uses a hurt doubled over Matt to give Edge a poetry in motion, sending them both flying off the ladder. Beautiful. The Dudleys bring a ladder to the side of the ring, but the Hardys baseball slide into the ladder, taking them all taking them out. Christian tries to climb their ladder, but he gets taken out. Matt and Jeff put ladders in opposite corners, and they both climb them. Jeff delivers a splash, and Matt delivers a leg drop onto Christian. Awesome. Matt Has that shirt. move ever been called anything, yeah. like that duo move? I don't move? think so. Because I saw... What was I watching? I watched some wrestling thing. They do that a lot. Yeah, and I saw something else recently where there was another tag team in like a ladder match, and they gave a... Uh, splash slash like drop combo, but I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt takes off his shirt. A few women cheer, and the Dudleys go after the Hardys, dumping him out of the ring. Yep. Edge so fast that so fast yeah. that the women cheering. Like I was just like, the women are that hot for the Dudleys? Like what yeah. the fuck? Oh, that's right. Shirts off. Got it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Edge comes in the ring, and the Dudleys give him a what's up. But Bubba sets him up too far across the ring, and you could tell Devon doesn't make any contact. Yeah. As Devon leaps, JR says, This will adversely affect your sexual drive. (laughs) (laughs) And then the crowd, I would say the hottest in the night. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, Before the main event. Slow down. Before main event, yeah, like that, that get the tables is just like. Yes. Oh, the Devon yep. get the tables was incredible. Uh, yeah. Bubba and Devon both get tables, setting one up in the middle of the ring, one up in the corner. Bubba puts Edge on the one in the ring, but Jeff starts attacking Bubba before he can do anything. Bubba counters an Irish whip, gets Jeff Hardy up, and power bombs him onto Edge through the table. That awesome. had to have killed Edge. Oh yeah. Everything oh, in this yeah. match had to have killed everybody. New. Well, I that's, understand that's that, except for except for Devon. Like you notice, Devon does not yeah. take a does not take that. a big hit. He doesn't he, take he, big bumps, except for when he juices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like you can just thinking about the, thinking yeah. about <laughs> Bubba power bombing Hardy into Edge through a table. It's like Edge took everything of that. Oh yep. yeah. Oh yeah. And that had to kill. Yep. Uh, oh. the the Dudleys go out to the outside the ring where their two tables set up. They clear the tops off of them and set up two tables on those two tables. I wonder what that's sig- signifying. Right. Christian attacks them and sets up another ladder in the ring. Jeff jumps, dumps him out of the ring and the Dudleys take him out. They set up three ladders next to each other in the middle of the ring and all six men climb with the Dudleys was- and Christian on one side and the Edge and the Hardys on the other. We're pausing here. It was at this point the crowd got on my nerves. <laughs> you see people... That setup during the three ladders setup and them all climbing. You see people going, Yeah, I think this is a good time for a beer break or a piss break. Let me just leave. Let me just get up and walk. It's like, you fuckers hold that in. Like, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> Seriously. Um, oh. So yeah, like, and and then, but at that moment, they start battering each other, and the flash bulbs go crazy. Uh-huh. That was awesome. Because they know Edge, Christian about to die. Yep. Edge and Bubba <laughs> are on the middle ladders, and they dump over the other two, sending Devon and Jeff and Matt and Christian crashing down, with Christian taking the worst bump, going all the way outside to the floor. He yeah, dropped. I just can't believe he wasn't injured at all. He dropped right? like 15 feet, and then at like least. 10, like 15 seconds later is setting up for the next yep. power bomb in the spike. Is, yeah, is setting God. a table. It's yeah. just all they do is they get murdered and then set up another spot. Fucking yep. Jeff does Hot it like monkeys. twice. Uh-huh. God, Affliction. so <laughs> Edge and Bub are on the middle ladders and they dump over the other two. Edge and they punch each other, sending themselves falling to the mat. Everyone is broken in and around the ring. We get a great shot. Of this. We had a great shot. They have a camera pointing down next. I to the love titles. that camera but, shot. Yes, uh, apparently yeah. Jr. mentions it on another show. They call that the Coyote Cam. They yeah, called that that awesome. during the Royal Rumble. That's right. Yeah. It was during the Rumble. Yeah, the Coyote I made that comment. I'm just yes. like, yeah, the yep. Coyote. Uh, and then yeah, you get a yeah, and so you see it face down with the six men on the ladders and everybody just dying. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian, although. Christian took the worst bump. He's up first, setting up a table yep. on the outside. Yep, yep, yep. God. Edge gets up in the ring, slowly to climb a ladder as... What's that sound? Is that quarters being put in the machine? Players 7, 8, and 9 have entered the game. Ha-ha! <laughs> Mike Dudley runs down the ramp and delivers, <laughs> delivers an acid drop to Edge as Edge attempts to climb the ladder. The acid drop is this move where he grabs you in a headlock while you're facing a ladder or the corner, runs up the ropes, and pulls you around and like gives you like an RKO. Yeah, it's like so, an oh, inverted cool. sliced bread, right? Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. He's it, like a sliced bread RKO combo. He then delivers the acid drop to Christian. Christian is standing on the ring apron. Kate, Spike runs up the ropes, spins, yanks Christian from the ring apron through the table on the floor that Christian had just set up. Like, Spike, that's, that spot just never puts gets, that up, man. That spot never gets talked about in this match, but it's incredible. Spike so killed spots. his spine on that yes. spot. Like, you yes. can see the moment he hit... He yeah. regrets it. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. The dude, kudos to the Dudleys for calling him out for yes. their, um, uh, for their, their inclusion, Hall their Hall of Fame induction. But yep. it's like the fact that Spike wasn't there as an honorary Dudley. It's, it's, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. It's just also, like, also, I want to point out that he's the younger brother, and technically, the dude is a year older than Bubba, two older than Devon. Yeah. He's almost 50. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Also, he's alive still? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he's another one shit. that I always think is dead. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, his finishes the acid drop because he's little Spike Dudley. LSD. Uh, yep. Jeff is back <laughs> up in the ring setting Word up a play. ladder. He starts to climb as Rhino comes out of nowhere and takes out The Jeff. Beef Boy! Yeah, King. Tyrannosaurus Arms. Tyrannosaurus and, Arms. And he just retired, apparently. That, well, I don't we'll know see. about that. We'll see. There's some Baron Corbin storyline shenanigans that happened on Raw I, last night. Apparently, he re- like off air, like during commercial, told he the took a couple bows and then left. Yeah, oh, okay. it's that's yeah, it. I heard he it. Didn't make any comments. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he delivers a gore to Bubba and a gore to Matt and gores Matt Hardy through the table in the corner. Also, <sighs> can't express enough. Rhino has an H today. He hasn't. It's the fucking. It's what He's he talked. It's what they talked about with him. Like Edge and Christian mentioned at one point they were rooming with him and at like 3 a.m. they were woken up by these like, yeah, 
noises and it wasn't rhino jerking off it was rhino <laughs> applying lotion to all parts of his body <laughs> yeah that is the key to success he has a he has a exacting skincare regimen yeah <laughs> uh Finally, Lita runs to the ring as Edge starts to climb the ladder. She grabs him and pulls him down, or as JR, JR puts it, jerking Edge off! Yeah. <laughs> Prophetic. Right? Uh, she's grabbed by Rhino, who picks her up, but then Rhino eats a little bit from Spike. For Lita some... gets some... Yeah? Time out. Like, why would Spike save Lita from Rhino? Um... He's kind of baby a shivalrous kind of a chivalrous yeah. kind of guy. Um, there's a uh, the two months after this, he's like uh, dating Molly Holly, and it's super silly and adorable. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and also, just, like the the Hardys and the Dudleys are the babyface teams, and babyfaces yeah. gotcha. always get along with each other, but heels hate everybody. Gotcha. That Spike makes also, more sense. I'm Spike so used to talks, the Dudleys being heels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right tna uh, spike uh talks like he knows he's a wrestler in a wrestling storyline and it's great okay <laughs> like yeah that uh, was that was the yeah. one comment that i had on that it was like wait what's what's going on yeah. here uh but so then fast Lita forward gets on a little the top bit rope. yeah we need to get on the top rope because rhino hurricane ron edge gets back up the ladder and almost gets to the top but spikes hits but spike hits rhino with a chair and rhino staggers into the ladder knocking it over a great little looney tune spot that i liked a lot yeah um the dudleys get rhino up in the corner give him a doomsday device or as Heyman calls it a dudleyville device <laughs> then lita gets a chair and cracks the shit out of spike's head one of the worst head chair shots i have ever seen yep and then oh proceeds to for some reason take her shirt off takes her shirt off to a huge pop as she turns around yep. and the dudley's hit her with a 3d yep. yeah also the fact that like spike saves lita and lita lita thanks him by fucking giving him a concussion by breaking his skull <laughs> yeah uh, like what just another fuck? just another weekend spike yes <laughs> right as bubba gets up edge hits him with the chair then i told chair, you no <laughs> then it was great bubba gets up edge hits him with the chair throws the chair at bubba who catches it and then christian hits the chair with another chair taking yeah. out bubba give me a moment i have to catch my breath yeah <sighs> edge sets up two ladders in the ring and jeff hardy gets a huge ladder and sets it up outside the ring <laughs> It's just like, after, why is that ladder yes. there? After why would that Rhino exist? Spike. Yeah, he like, puts Rhino I really need a two bigger tables. ladder. Right? Jeff climbs the giant ladder as Matt takes out Edge in the ring. Jeff delivers a swan time bomb yeah. to Rhino and Spike. Very WrestleMania 33 in Orlando when he before, did that to, like, Sheamus and... Uh, uh, Cesaro, yeah. 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 But That's no, like, thing. before that, you notice this is the only... This is one of the only times I've ever seen it where some, uh, like, a wrestler hypes up the crowd right yep. before a big move like you can see jeff's right arm going yep. come on which is a mini go. jeff hardy like, thing yeah, to do that's why jeff yeah. got over for sure it's yeah. like it's, it's so like i'm about to kill myself get excited yep. like come on you motherfuckers i'm about to pop a bunch of teeth out of spike's mouth yep. like yep. the moment it hit he hit spike is reaching for his mouth counting his teeth yep, yep. it's like Oh, uh, and then Jeff uh -huh. gets right back up to try to do the tightrope thing, but he's too yep. fucked. So Edge has found one of the giant ladders and sets it up in the ring. So we have in a row three normal size ladders and one huge ladder in a line coming out of the bottom right corner of the ring going into the center. Christian and Devon climb the large ladder and get and get to the titles and grab onto the hook that the titles are on as Matt Hardy pulls the ladder off from up under them, causing them to hang there. Then we get the one blown spot of the match. Which is yeah. just 
ridiculous Jeff. because you think about of all the things like what was he planning on doing running to jump onto the yeah. titles and then yes. wait for edge yes. Yes. so what happens is jeff climbs on the first ladder in the corner as devon falls into the ring followed by christian Jeff attempts to type rope the three ladders, stepping from one, the top of one to the other to the other. But as he steps on the second ladder, it wobbles and he jumps onto the third, but it, he just ends up grabbing the side of it as it falls over. He lands on his feet, sets the ladder back up and climbs to the title. Like, I don't... I imagine when he suggested that spot for the match, they were like, can you do it? And they set the ladders up in the ring and he did it, but he could do it fresh, not... 15 not minutes where into he the just match. like hammer fucked his legs yes. yeah not 15 minutes into hell yes mm-hmm. um he repeats the devon and christian spot reaching for the belts and grabbing the hook that they're hanging on as bubba removes the ladder from underneath him and edge climbs the huge ladder to the right of jeff this yeah. is the spot the most famous spot from this wrestlemania Beer that's filled with death. famous spots. i think Beer honestly from the only thing i could see that trumps this is the Bret Hart Austin, yeah, sharpshooter? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, just for like images, yeah, uh, yeah. Edge leaps off of the tall ladder and spears Jeff, sending them both to the floor with the most beautiful cell of Edge popping up for a moment before falling in a heap. Honestly, uh, this was the only good spear of Edge's career. Uh, I didn't hate Edge's spears. But I, I like thought they were hokey, and they're worse than Charlotte Flair's. They're, it they're just... very... His spears... I think there's a... Um, people just see a negativity to it because of how lanky and skinny people do it, as no. compared to like, thick well, jack dudes. Well, I think Edge's spears are just... It, I think part of it is because of how Edge is built. He can't... And also, he doesn't like have a background in football, which does like all the people who do the best spears like rhino and roman reigns and goldberg all have football yeah. backgrounds yeah, yeah, yeah. And his spears are just not very impactful it's just kind of a hug that he ends up setting the person on hug the ground slam it's yeah a hug slam, and, yeah and i think and i think the other thing is like yeah his aren't his aren't that great but let's be honest is if his were that great um, his neck probably would have been worse yeah. off. So yeah. I can't yeah. really so complain too much. I would say much. this it spot just... started his neck problems. Uh, I would Edge, hope so. Edge wrote in his book that in doing that spot, he gave himself a stiff DDT. Yeah, it looks like it. Yep. It looks like it. Um, And then I forgot, oh, that's not just the immediate end of the match. No, uh, it is not. Bubba and Matt position the ladder underneath the titles and climb you up. You forgot they... You, huh? forgot the, you forgot the fucking house that the Dudleys built outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. a good way to put it. Bubba and Matt, uh, yeah, so they position the ladder beneath the titles and climb up, but as they fight on the top, Rhino pushes the ladder over, sending them crashing into Chekhov's tables that the Dudleys set up earlier in the match. And how? Heyman marks all the way out that Rhino had such a big hand in the finish of the match. It was great. Yeah, how many splinters do you think matt no. got for doing that spot shirtless that's a good question too many because i i know it's like that fake i was about like, to say do you get styrofoam splinters from particle board you probably don't which is good yeah but it's just like there had to have been some cuts because you oh. see hardy oh, you see yeah. matt's back at one point it's yeah. like oh my god yep. he became uh, wooden matt hardy right <laughs> uh so Bubba begins to climb towards the titles, but I love the finish of this match. Rhino puts Christian on his shoulders and helps him up the ladder as Edge holds, or Devon begins to climb towards the titles. As Edge holds Devon's legs, 
Christian retrieves the titles. Edge and Christian win their record-breaking seventh tag team championships in 15 minutes and 47 seconds. Which they did that in like 13 months. Yep. Their seven title reigns were all in seven. Yep. And they clean sweep the trio of ladder matches. Yes. Every single one. So crazy. Which, uh, in hindsight, you should have booked it a little differently, but... Yeah, like, that's the but thing. But they wanted it was, to end. When yeah. I was looking at that, I was like, oh, yeah, because like they had cause they had said... Because uh, Pritchard was talking about... Because he had Christian was the subject of his most recent episode. And they talked about this. And he said, all the way back at WrestleMania 2000, those three teams had said, we want to do a trio. We want to yep. do WrestleMania, SummerSlam, WrestleMania. Like, those, those, those teams had it planned out way ahead of time. Um, and then I was like, oh, I should put it in here. Who won the first one? Edge and Christian. Who won the second one? Edge and Christian. Oh, so they just clean swept. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like. And to be the, fair, well, at least yeah. at least from my point of view, uh, when I started watching this, I feel like Edge and Christian were the least talked about ultimately in like uh, hindsight in the Ruthless Aggression era and stuff. And it may have a lot to do with the fact that Christian left and Edge became a big singles guy. Yeah, I think it's because of like Edge's singles career was just so astronomical it's easy yep. to forget that he was such a successful tag team guy yep well yeah uh, he was such a successful tag team guy they booked him with hogan yeah yep. hogan's Nuts. only tag team championship is with edge yeah yep. and that's so insane weird. yep so they weird. won it on july 4th 2002 and then they lost it to uh christian lance storm yep to christian lance storm the un-americans yep. uh, that's a cool bit right uh but yeah just a masterpiece match like I don't. I enjoy watching matches like this in a vacuum. I don't want to see a lot of them because they no. take years off of people's lives yep. and careers. Prepare yep. for but, TLC with Oscar yeah. Charlotte. And but but Becky. that's okay. But again, I don't want to see a lot of these. Like these guys are in too many of these matches. This is the first TLC match of Becky, Oscar, and Charlotte's career. Like have them do this one and have them like throw in the kitchen sink and tear the house down awesome i don't need to see this six months from now as well i don't need to see that match again true and they you know? won't they won't yeah, exactly. do it exactly uh, yeah because they're way more sparing now like what was the last big tlc match we got it was uh wrestlemania 33 <laughs> like that was the last like match on this level of just like a pure car crash but that match. wasn't a tlc that was just well, a, that was ladder a ladder match. match but same you know what i mean yeah like, it's the exact same thing. thing yeah the car crash matches yes. don't happen as often yes. anymore which is so good <laughs> yeah but yeah i think it's a good idea that they aren't because that because number one it's safer and number two when they do happen they mean that much more uh what did you think about the match noobs i thought like even like before the match started it's like i think this is the most this match is the one that i have seen the most yeah like the yeah. most amount of times i just go back and watch this it's and just i get chills and i get hyped every time but looking at it more not analytically for this but it's more of like just looking at this to make notes i yeah. really notice how devon wasn't taking any bumps yep the only thing he took that would that would be considered a bad bump was that um was up jump. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, that it, fucking you know? hurt. No, who yeah, knows how stable been... Devon's body yeah, who really knows was what, throughout the who, who knows what it could have been. But yeah. and then the other thing was just like 
with the flow of the match on how car crash it was, just like how everything was a hit after hit after hit, the yep. ending kind of fell flat for me. Really? Like, it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, you had the rhino shoving Matt and Bubba over spot, and then, like, 20 seconds transpire where nothing really happens, and then the spot with Devon yeah. climbing up an edge. Yeah. It's like, if it were to have been two ladders and like edge and christian kick their ladder off yeah and then grab the tiles immediately like obviously i'm armchair booking like it it just it feels like that was the only downfall of this match i would have i would have done without them going through the table set up on the outside do the spear have uh Devon start to climb have rhino put christian on his shoulders and have edge hold Devon back and that's the end if that was the end, minus that double yeah. double table spot, I would have been fine with it. But it's just like it felt so it was like strange pacing right at the it end. It just paused everything. Yeah. And then okay, which obviously fair point for the yeah. pause. That's that was a big moment. They're all but, dead. Yeah. yeah, they're all fucking <laughs> dead. You killed them. Yeah. <laughs> Rhino yeah. killed two white boys <laughs> in cold blood. <laughs> but yeah. Think, Jesse? I mean this is my favorite match on the card because, of course, it's same. Uh, it's just a master class of destructive bullshit. Um, it's so much murder. Yeah. What is what is this? Like, what is this fucking match? It's just oh my god. And Art. there's way there's way more spots than people realize, but you can't talk Too about many them spots. there's so many spots. So you got to pick so like many three. Spots. Bot monkeys. Oh my god, there's so the many spots. Spot mania. It is. Oh it's my god. So good. Um, also, this is one of the matches I've seen the most because it's on literally every single DVD that's ever yeah. been sold. It's on every yeah, yeah. ladder match DVD, every tables, ladders, and chairs match DVD, um, all the Edge DVDs, yep. all the Dudley Boy DVDs, all the Hardy Boy DVDs, all the Jeff Hardy DVD, you know. It's all <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because this is one not... of the most iconic matches in yep. WWE history. With... Period. With a probably top three iconic WWE spot yep. of that spear, absolutely. It's just such spear a death. um. It's a it's an amazing visual. Uh, now it's time to breathe for a moment and reset. Ooh. We we get a promo for WrestleMania access. We get two little things back to back. One, we get an interview with Kane, who's just in an XFL jersey and is hanging out talking about meeting the fans while wearing his mask. Like, it's so, just like, it's yeah, so he weird. seems very friendly and willing to chat. It's so weird to think of this version of Kane doing that. Then we get The Rock with some, like, disabled kids eating pie, and he asks the kid, is your favorite kind of pie the same as The Rock's? And the kid says yes, and then I looked in the camera like I was on The Office. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it ends with Austin giving the absolute worst reading of his catch catchphrase ever. Stone Cold Steve Austin is back, and that's pretty much the bottom line. I noticed that as well. I was like, what a strong statement. Yep. Think talks about the attendance for the show setting a record. People like to give the WWE shit for inflating numbers uh, of Mania attendance. I don't care. With X7, 67,925 was the number of tickets sold for the event. For something like WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans this year... It was reported as 78,133. Now, that 78,000 isn't necessarily number of tickets sold as much as number of people in the Superdome for the event. It doesn't bother me, but people like Meltzer really like to get bugs up their asses about it. I don't care. Yeah. 
oh shit, is that Tutti Fruity? No, it's not, because they didn't get the rights, and they overdubbed the music with some royalty-free, but hey, look, it's Mean Gene. <laughs> he, here's, he's here to do play-by-play for the gimmick Battle Royal. Mm. And out next... Oh, man. This is kind of how I feel whenever we see Eddie. Bobby Heenan yeah. is out to join Gene on commentary. The brain. He honestly looks overwhelmed at the scale of all of this as he walks yeah. to the ring. Bob oh, Heenan also, wouldn't for- exist without him. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention, this is the first WWE stadium show in nine years since WrestleMania 1992 in oh, Wembley. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Bobby Heenan's one of the best to ever do it. And seeing him will never not make me happy. Yep. It's time for the gimmick battle royal, which means it's time for entrances, because that's what this whole match is. Boy, this and en- the entrances yep. took longer than the match. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Out for- but again, this served a very specific purpose and I really enjoyed it. Out first are the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch, then Duke the Dumpster Drossy, uh, comes out as Bobby calls Gene Tony, which cracked me up. Tony, ah. of course, being Tony Schiavone, who Bobby did commentary with for years in WCW. Um you can tell Gene and Bobby need a little while to get back into the rhythm of things because they they were very a few awkward much silences. knocking off the rust. Yeah, there are a few awkward silences, but they really get back yep. into it as the Iron Sheik makes his way to the ring. Bobby says, by the time the Iron Sheik gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. Uh, next, yeah, next is Earthquake, John Tenta, one of the best old school, big, fat, hairy, shouty heels of the late 80s and early 90s. He was really good, like a much better wrestler than he had any right to be, and an incredibly accomplished sumo wrestler before he started pro wrestling. Like, a legit sumo sumo wrestler. God. Uh, after that is the goon, Bill Irwin. <laughs> Boy. He, he showed up in 1996, and around the same time the WWE were looking at Chris Jericho, it was shortly before he left ECW for WCW, Jericho saw the goon and was like, nope, that'll be me if I go there, and he went to WCW. <laughs> Nice. Yep. After him was Doink the Clown, followed by Kamala the Ugandan Giant, accompanied by Harvey Whipple. No, 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 no. Tama, 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 Tama. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) When Doink the Clown is coming out, fucking Gene is just like, you gotta love this guy. And without skipping a second, Bobby's just like, Bobby's brain, he's just like, you just hear, you gotta love this guy. Why? Yeah. Which is like, without a second's moment. He's still so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got Kamala after that. Kim Chi is with him. Kim Chi being played by Steve Lombardi, aka the Brooklyn Brawler. Yep. Then was Barry Darso, one half of Demolition as his new generation gimmick, the Repo Man, aka yeah. Will Sasso in a mask. Yep. yep. I will. Uh, I will. <laughs> I will. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Post that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, post that shit. Jesus. After that was Jim Cornette with his tennis racket. Then Nikolai Volkov, and then, oh dear God, it's Michael P.S. Hayes. I assume his gimmick is racist due to the rebel flag cape he's wearing. No, he's a free bird. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, uh, yeah, sh- sh- shut your mouth. After that, <laughs> that's the one-man gang, a.k.a. Akeem the African Dream, and then the gobbledygooker. Did you know this show features three Guerreros? Yeah. God, wow. so Eddie, awful. Eddie in the European title match. Chavo with the WCW wrestlers, and Eddie's brother Hector is the gobbledygooker. He yeah. reprised that role. Yep. He came back for WrestleMania X7 to, repri- pri- to reprise his role as the gobbledygooker. Poor Hector. God. Right. Um, then out came, uh, out came Tugboat, uh, who was actually, what was his other name? Monsoon or Mon- Typhoon? No, Typhoon. Is he related of- to Earthquake? 
And yeah, he yeah, was a they part were... of, he was he was Typhoon and they were in a tag team together called the Natural, oh, Disasters. The Natural Disasters. Okay, yeah. that's which, why like which they were Gene making mentions. comments. Yes. Gene mentions yeah. asking if there would be an alliance between the two, which I as a wrestling history nerd very much appreciated. Yeah. Um good. then Hillbilly Jim comes out looking like a million bucks. Like yeah. if I was Vince, I would just sign him. He he was in incredible shape. Yeah. Yeah, he did like he looked perfect like like they when just he pulled did... him out of the box mint condition. Yeah. Like when he did his like comedy roid pose, it was just yeah. like, oh my god, he looked great. Uh, he really out did. Next was Bruce Pritchard himself, brother love. That fucking <laughs> that boy, Bruce fucking I Pritchard. Love you and Outlast, Sergeant Slaughter. Hey, remember how Sla- Sergeant Slaughter was in the main event of WrestleMania Seven? What were they thinking, boy? And you know but, they still when I started watching too in the late 2000s they still built him up as one of the greatest yep. uh, WWF champions of all it's time. Fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, they showed footage of him back in the Cause day because he was one of the most loyal. That's really what. Oh it was. yeah. They showed footage of him back in the day shooting guns. To which Bobby said that was then. Now he's just shooting blanks. Yep. <laughs> Good old Bobby. The bell rings and listen. There's nothing to call here. And then shit Every- happens. Everybody. Geeky <laughs> baby. The Iron Win Sheet Royal won. Rumble, be humble. The Iron Sheet won because he was literally the only person in the match who could not take a bump. Because yep. also, also, fuck the Mondays, make them <laughs> humble. Yeah, break my no, let's You know go. Iron Sheik, you know Sheik, like, used that, too. He's like, I want to be in a match, but she, they can't touch me, so I win, yes? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, well, yeah, like that, he was you too, know he like, did that. He was the most old and broken out yep. of all of them and he still <laughs> outlived so many of them right and he's so still amazing. fucking posting on twitter every monday the Actually, twitter is monday. his favorite thing i mu- now i have I'm, to believe now that i'm thinking about it is a lot of these guys Earth- are dead i think earthquake's the only one that's dead oh, earthquake really? is dead um, earthquake is dead is kamala kamala's no. still alive barely um what about akim akim's still alive Barry Darso still alive? What about the original Steve? Doink? No, the original Doink nope. is gone. Hey, Doink's gone. Matt Bourne didn't play Doink on this show. That wasn't Matt Bourne. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was not the original Doink. But the original Doink the Clown is gone. He so... is, but he was not on this show. I'm Nikola, about people that were Nikolai Volkov just died this July. Yeah, Nikolai Volkov just died. But, like, overall, a shockingly high number of these people are still alive. I did. The math, and I don't know where it is. I like separate, I subtracted the years no. at this point. All these yeah. guys, it's like 800 years or something. Yeah. Because, like, the Bushwhackers are still alive. Is Duke the Dumpster Drosy still alive? We're no, missing curious. one person, even Duke. though we brought him up. It's uh, Bobby. Bobby, Heen. I'm talking about people yeah. in the ring. Well, he's not part of the, yeah, he's not yeah, Bushwhackers. People, Bushwhackers are still alive. They just got inducted 71. in the Hall of Fame. Uh, John oh, that's is right. still alive. Uh, Bill Irwin, I think, is still alive. Yep, I guess they are all still alive. Yeah, Bill Irwin's still alive. Actually, what am I doing? It's just, just fucking... Because if you look, it's not... I don't remember who was playing Doink the Clown, but it was not uh, Matt Bourne. Okay. Uh, Tugboat, still alive. Uh, Tugboat, a.k.a. Uh, Typhoon, a.k.a. The Shockmaster. Um, you know, you know uh, Jim Cornette's still alive. Yep, Hector Guerrero's still alive. Brother Love's still alive. Michael Hayes' still alive. Kamala's kind of hanging on. Uh, Repo Man still alive. Yeah. Right. So of people also, in the ring, it's Nikolai Volkov and Earthquake. That's kind of amazing. Also, yeah. I will, I will point out yeah. the fact that in this entire battle royale, 
another legend was in the ring as well that never got an entrance. Fucking Teddy Long was in the goddamn ring. Yes. So after the match, Sergeant Slaughter comes in and chokes out Shiki Baby to pop the crown and then with the baby face standing tall as Teddy Long chastised Sergeant Slaughter. The actual battle royal went three minutes and seven seconds if anyone is interested. Yep. It was a really fun segment and it was necessary to reset the crowd between Vince, Shane, and the TLC matches, those two matches, and the final two matches, Triple H versus Taker yeah. and The Rock versus Austin. Very true. Time, all right. Time to talk for another hour, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> God, there's like Triple H, ugh. which according to WrestleMania 27, never happened. Right. Uh, like, I, another... I do love that. Like, it's like, yes. for the first time ever, it's like, yep. bitches, what? At, the, at literally the biggest show in history. Yeah. Um, with another one of my favorite types of wrestling story, Triple H comes out and declares he's beating everyone. Taker comes out. You ain't beating me. <laughs> Dead man walking. In the video he beat package, me? No. He in, beat in, me? No. In the video package, we see that Steph has a restraining order against Taker. Taker gets Kane to kidnap Steph. There's a shot <laughs> of Kane standing on a balcony in an arena, holding what is obviously doll. a mannequin above his head, yep. as Steph is somewhere off camera pleading for his life. <laughs> Stephanie McMannequin. Yeah. <laughs> As Taker demands the match. Yep. Well, <sighs> put put her down. All right. Her down. Bad choice of words. Skyline of downtown Houston, Texas, and the roof may come off momentarily. We all go to hell. Undertaker King. Oh. We're gonna kick your ass. Yes. More dead legends. I no 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 no, no, no. you don't turn that down. <laughs> he just kept going. It's so good. I'm okay with three minutes of this. No, all right. No. <laughs> it's not good podcasting, but fuck you. It's fucking Lemmy. Listen, I'm playing the entire My Way video package, and that's not good podcasting either. Oh my we god. Can, we can turn it down and talk over. Oh no, Talk it's, over it's it almost now. over. I still, yeah. I, I so look stopped. real quick. I want, I want first in on this. You know how committed to the craft Lemmy must have been to wrestling because he shaved off his beard and he's clean shaven. And that would have been the only way that they would have booed fucking yeah. Motorhead. And he's yep. like, oh, he's a heel. I gotta shave this off because, uh, oh my god, clean shaven Lemmy is disgusting. I've, I've been at karaoke. Was some of the drunkest, most sororityous girls singing some of the most incomprehensible rap songs in the world, and they all knew the lyrics of those songs better than Lemmy knew the lyrics of that song. Right? <laughs> like, Lemmy didn't like, know a single word to those lyrics. I have them to know it is. Boy, you can tell Lemmy can't remember this shit. Yeah, Lemmy or at least, does not well, know the lyrics of that song. He just doesn't know where they go. He knows the lyrics. He doesn't know where they <laughs> like, go. Fucking Lemmy like, is fifty-six years old here. Wow. And he looks like a ripe old age of goddamn. You are in the prune field, man. Yep. Holy. Still gonna shit. get laid that night. And and, and living lived for another almost twenty years on a diet of whiskey and red meat. Yeah. Yep. Nope. 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 Correction. The doctors told him five <laughs> years before his death. 
whiskey was too like the drinking was too bad so yeah. he took that at like the i think he i think the doctor specifically said <laughs> the whiskey was too strong for his body so yeah. he took that as oh i need to switch to vodka <laughs> literally that is what lemmy that, did that sounds about right that's like beautiful. lemmy gave up the jack and grabbed yes. a bottle of tito's yeah <laughs> went to town <laughs> Also, yeah. the fact uh -huh. that, the fact that like, Triple H comes out and Lemmy, you can tell the rest of the band is acknowledging Triple H. And Lemmy's like, wait, where? Where are we? Yeah. Who are you? It's because Lemmy's got the weird, like, uh, above his head microphone that he sings up into. So he can't see anything yeah. that's right in front of him. He's looking at the roof. Yeah, but, well, that's that's for his throat. That's actually yeah. for, like, his, like, uh, yeah. Larynx yeah, it, to like open up. It seems up. like it because of the way that he sings. He has to have a mic I like that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta do that kind of crazy shit. But it's just like it also probably didn't help for that song that they were like, "All right, what what tempo is this? All right, plus thirty on that shit. Let's just fucking yeah. go." Yes, and then not to be outdone. said a bad word uh in 2001 Lent Biscuit was way too expensive to have played this show uh you had to wait till 2003 at Wrestlemania 19 then they played Undertaker out uh-huh uh you can yeah. tell that yeah. Taker knows and what he's yeah was it? the one thing that I loved about this entrance was the fact that you hear the bong twice and then you yep. hear the dead man walking which is like the precursor the to the you done it now yeah. you done it made yeah. a the, big mistake the, the 2002 like, big evil thing yeah. oh i love big evil big evil's so good so, oh but yeah like you could tell it's a precursor because yep. they're like shit we're running out of royalties yeah <laughs> actually so they limp biscuit gave wwe full future permission to use that song it's why that it they still have really a it's why it's not overdubbed because if you go back american badass by kid rock is overdubbed do you know what the wwe gave to lint biscuit for those rights like five hundred thousand. fred dirt oh, like some money and fred durst wanted to be an unlockable character in a wwe video game <laughs> Yeah, you said that. Uh, yeah, the last and so that's time. how wow. they got those rights, and that's how they still have those rights. Um, that's insane. Yeah, you can tell that Taker knows what he's doing riding a motorcycle, because like he does not slow down a mile from the ring and gingerly go around the corners. He slings that bike around, and it goes, uh, and it goes uh, exactly where he wants it to. There are so many times where Taker is on that bike and he's just like, I should, a normal human being would break here. And then Taker's <laughs> like, fuck that, I'm the dead man. Like, like just going. Yeah, is it's, it's incredible. Like, he poses in the ring, then jumps out and goes to trips. Two matches left, and away we go. The poor Spanish announce table. 
it got destroyed in the Vince Shane match, and then you see at the beginning of this match that it's been replaced with what I assume to be one of the tables they had underneath the ring. Then Taker punches Triple H, and he falls backwards on it, bounces his ass on it, and it crumbles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JR makes the reference to the streak as Taker goes, gets Triple H back in the ring, and the bell rings. This is before the streak was a thing. It was more of a curiosity. Uh, not this huge thing at half of Mania was built around up. The next year at 18 was when he wrestled Ric Flair. Uh, was the first time that it was really a part of Taker's story. I could have sworn they started it when it was the A train and the Big Show thing. Uh, yeah, like the, like two years from like in 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they bring Heyman, it up more and more, but they started actually saying uh, he's blank and O here. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't call it probably the streak. Until, yeah, no, it wasn't until then. Like uh, 20. Heyman lightly mentions his history with Taker, saying he's known Taker since he broke into the business, which is true. Paulie mean dangerously Mark. managed me, Mark Callis, all the way back at WCW. Uh-huh. Uh, Triple H goes through a series of pins, gets in the face of Mike Kyoto, which gives Taker time to catch his breath. And uh, Kyoto H- doesn't take any shit. Sorry, nope. Jesse. No, uh, Triple H goes to the timekeeper's area and throws that bitch over the wall and brings out his sledgehammer. No, I agree. Kyoto is fucking nuts here. It's <laughs> amazing. So, He's just like, I'm not going to take any more shit! Yep. And then he gets ish. brutally murdered yep. in like H- five minutes. H pushes the ref out of the way and pulls the sledgehammer over his head, but Kyoto grabs it and yanks it out of his hands. Triple H uh, looked like he was going to make out with that sledgehammer for yeah. a second. He does every time. Yeah, True. he's just like, ooh, look at shiny. It's Taker slingshots H into T- Kyoto, and then Taker telegraphs a choke slam, then hits Triple H with it, getting some incredible height. Uh, Chiodo makes the count, but H kicks out at two. Then Babyface Taker is mad, I guess. Kicks an elbow, drops Kyoto. This happens. <laughs> Babyface, at, yeah, murder. This happens man. at two hours, forty-seven minutes, and ten seconds into the show. Just okay. making a note of that. I yeah. love that making you're making note. this note because I made the exact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! Okay. Kyoto proceeds to take a nap. Yep. So they they leave the ring. They walk and brawl through the crowd up into the tech area. And then they but, find this fucking jungle gym yeah, that's just sitting there. It's, it's the real tech area, so they are being incredibly careful as yep. they as careful as they can to make sure they don't mess up any of the any of the equipment. Uh, Triple H climbs up to another level of scaffolding, batters Taker with the chair. Uh, Triple H swings another chair. Taker grabs him, picks him a billion feet in the air, and chunks him off the scaffolding into the abyss with the choke slam. But then they show up from a different angle, and we see that he dumped him, like, six feet onto a pad that's covered yeah. with some canvas. It's like, why would you show that spot? Yep. And then, uh, again, and then H, or Taker, d- gives an elbow drop to H- to Triple H down on the pad, and we see him land in the pad, and we see the pad give and be soft, and it's just like, I feel like you didn't need to do that elbow drop and or show it from that angle. And then the uh, moment after that elbow drop, you see laser pointers start pointing at them. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's of, right. Yeah, Those that were era. a thing in 2001. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Taker pushes the EMTs away that were checking on Triple H. Uh, finally gets him back in the ring, and Mike Kyoto hasn't moved an inch. Nope. Uh, Taker goes over, uh, picks up the sledgehammer, and, then, and it was a great moment. Picks up the sledgehammer and touches his forehead that he had to get stapled because of the sledgehammer shot from Triple H. Just a really cool little character moment. Yeah. Taker lifts the sledgehammer high in the air. Triple H begs him not to. He lifts the hammer and uh, <clears throat> Triple H hits Taker with a low blow. Picks up the hammer. and But then Taker counters it with a big boot. Kyoto still hasn't moved as he trade shots in the ring. Kyoto's H- dead. 
Deodor has also, taken a nap for 10 minutes yes. during WrestleMania yep. X7. Oh, so he, he Undertaker teaches a lesson to refs about what happens when you like use authority at all. Right. You get it, I don't know if you knew this, but it's his yard. Yep. Uh, like that he, wasn't uh, a bump. That was nope, just a legit. That was just him being mad. That's then, crazy. An incredible spot. H attempts a tombstone, but he leans back. Taker, Taker's feet hit the ground. Taker flips it over and then hits Triple H with the tombstone. Uh, one of the best spots of the night. Taker makes the pin, but again, Kyoto's still dead. Taker goes over to him and rouses him from his slumber, but he's still out. <clears throat> Taker sets Triple H up for the last ride, but H grabs a sledgehammer and he hits Taker on the head with it, causing them to fall to the ground, taking out the Undertaker and busting him open. You see... This was the one time they used a gimmicked sledgehammer. The head was foam, but the handle was still wood. So when he hit him with it, the wood just busted through the foam and cracked oh, open Taker's no. forehead. Yep. It's the one time that they used a gimmick sledgehammer. Uh, I didn't even notice. Yep. H covers Taker, and Mike Kyoto has come back to life at 22 minutes, 58, 2 hours, 58 minutes, and 3 seconds. 10 minutes, 53 seconds. Mike Kyoto was out. Kyoto finally nuts. counts, and Taker kicks out at two, causing Triple H to throw a hissy fit. Trips he's gets out Taker. for two-thirds of the match. He's yeah, out for, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trip, Trips gets Taker into the corner, hops on the second rope, delivering shots to Taker's head. But putting I himself, feel like Mike Kyoto right now. <laughs> but putting himself in prime powerbomb position. Taker lifts him up, walks to the middle of the ring, hits Triple H at the last ride, and gets the win in 18 minutes and 19 seconds. There's a great shot of Taker hanging on the ropes, looking out, smiling and bleeding, and you can see him mouth the words, my fucking yard. Great. Yeah, shot. I saw, I heard that too. Yes. That was great. Oh, my fucking uh, yard, bitch. Yeah, what'd you think about the match, Jesse? You know, I think, honestly, the Kyoto thing soured me on it a lot. Um, it was a pretty obnoxious. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it's dumb and weird. Like, like I remember watching, and I was like, yeah, Kyoto, you go. And then he got murdered by the face. And I was like, what? They should have murdered by the it. turnbuckle. And yeah, their like, walk-in brawl through the audience was pointless. Yeah. Like, we Honestly, didn't need it feels that. Like, it feels like they booked this match to be a no DQ, but they knew that the main event was going to be a no DQ. So they were like, how do we get around it? Well, let's just have oh, yeah. Kyoto be out for 10 minutes on a ref bump. See, and I think no, they on booked, a ref murder. Yeah. See, and I think they booked it as okay. The extreme, the uh, the um, uh, what championship was it? That the fucking hardcore Raven had. title. The hardcore title went towards the Titantron and towards yeah that side of the crowd. Let's have Triple H and Undertaker go to the left-hand side of the oh, crowd. Oh, yeah, they covered like, yep. the entire day. Hard cam. Oh, yeah. Then, during the main event, they go out the other side. Uh-huh. Like, they they're covering their bases. Yep. Yep, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. That's it was, cool. Uh, it was a, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was some cr- contrived spots, probably a little longer than it needed to be. Uh, but I think it was still a fun time, and it made both dudes look great. Uh, contrived anything? spots longer than it needed to be. Classic Triple H. Yes. Uh, what'd you think? Every time. I got, it was a beautiful finish. Like the reverse tombstone. It was so good. That's that's always the greatest thing in the world. And like, it was a great match. I can't wait to see it two more times in at least a decade from now. What are you talking about? This never happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we're at the main event. And it was at this point that I turned off the WWE Network. 
You see, a while back, maybe three or four years ago, Stone Cold Steve Austin did commentary for this match on his podcast. Someone took that audio, what? synced it up with the video, and put it on Daily Motion. So that's what I watched. Oh, wow. So oh. I'll be calling this from Stone Cold's point of view. I need oh, that to get awesome. that link. Yeah, yeah he dude. talks about Seriously. how he and The Rock got together a few days ahead of time and laid out the broad strokes of the match. Um, he said that it was he called the he called the match in the ring, but it was tough because he neither he nor the Rock have long hair, and that's why wrestlers have long hair because it covers their yeah. faces and makes it easier to call spots. Yeah, Stone Cold refers to Jr. as the white meat baby face of Norman, Oklahoma, jumping Jim Ross. Uh, Fink announces that there will be no disqualifications in this match. The glass breaks and Jesus Christ himself returns, as yep. it is maybe the biggest pop I've ever seen. Yeah. And then Jesus Christ got Here's... off the cross, took it, and hit Mary Magdalene over the head with it, <laughs> and shook the devil's hand. <laughs> the match, and Might that's as well the have end. Urinated on Mary Magdalene, like <laughs> eighteen, the... seventeen times. Hit her, hit her with the crucifix. Seventeen. Like the fact that Adam, the fact that yeah. you, like, like I have a note. Like the way I do my notes yeah. is I go. Match the intermission. Match the yeah. intermission. Like, I'd label the matches. Yeah. For this one, I'm just like, I, I just go, okay, Undertaker versus Triple H. And then the next thing is, comes the greatest promo package of all fucking time. See, I wasn't like, sure if we wanted to sit through that. I, I have don't, it on my I don't think board. we need... We okay. don't need to, we don't but need to yes, sit it is we, the best it is the best promo package of all it's time. Really it good. is the best minus the whole Deborah the moment. The whole Deborah thing. Like because nothing can be actually perfect. We oh, that's you, like this oh, whole story Deborah. I guess they had to have something to fill raw because oh. Deborah had absolutely nothing to do with this show this match. Hey, noobs, you're right. My mom's not going to listen to this cuz her name's Deborah and we don't need oh. that. Yeah, we God don't need damn that. Damn it, Deborah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, like yeah, the whole Deborah thing. But yeah, if you take the Deborah part out of the middle, of that uh, just I have to beat you, Rock. I need to, with all due respect. <laughs> the match where both men need and to win. Actually, hold and on a neither I, man I can afford. I have that. I have. We can do that at least. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And the time is upon us, Paul. The time is now. It's the match that both men need to win. And neither man just give it a taste. Can afford to lose. Also good. Just check, 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 check. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be in the main event at WrestleMania. Oh hell yeah! So yeah, the best video yep. package of all time. Uh, I did not. It, make, it makes a song. It makes a song that I kind of am okay with to like really yep. love. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We'll talk more about video packages later as well. Yeah. We'll the other that. thing that I, I completely forgot this was a no DQ match. Yep. But they 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 didn't announce. Did you not watch the end? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I did watch the end, but I completely forgot yeah. that th this was that. Like. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like his payment because because uh, Jr. was just like, wait a minute, what? No DQ? When'd that happen? Uh, so Stone Cold's brother was sitting in the front row next to The Rock's mom. Oh God! Stone Cold's oh, brother God. is a full-on one hundred percent mark who refuses to believe that wrestling isn't real, and <sighs> shit talked The Rock's mom the entire match to the point where Austin had to apologize to her after the show. So how did he feel after the turn? Oh man, I don't know. Austin didn't say. So, Austin talks about... We didn't about talk he, for five years. Yes. 
he talks about the confidence he exudes when he hits the corners and poses to the crowd. He says that that wasn't him overselling. He went out there with the knowledge that he knew exactly what the fuck needed to be done. He was the best wrestler in the world, and he could get it done. Uh, the Rock comes out, good pop, but he's a heel. Rock poses on the turnbuckles, and they stare each other down. Then Rock gets on the opposite turnbuckle and poses, turning his back on Austin with the belt facing Stone Cold, which in kayfabe, Austin views it as an insult because The Rock turned his back to him, which yeah. is why Stone Cold immediately attacks him when he comes off the corner. The match so starts good. at a great pace. Austin attempts a belt shot, but Rock dodges, and Rock hits Austin with right hands. Rock dodges an Austin elbow. Austin hits him with the Thez press to a huge pop, and then Austin bounces off the ropes throws up the double birds, and hits him with the falling forearms, which he refers to as the big fuck you. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Rock, they brawl outside. Austin sends Rock into the crowd and followed him uh, with some walking brawl. Uh, Austin says that he's known to have a stiff working punch, but the Rock doesn't. But when you're in the crowd, you have to lay it in because the people can see if you're pulling the punches. Uh, the Rock takes control and sends Austin back to the ring area. Austin refers to being thrown over the barricade as shit canning. And he's shit canning me over the barricade. Nice. Um, they go back in the ring. Austin gets the rock on the second rope. There was a great suplex. Austin talks about how big the rock is. He's like six foot four and pure muscle. He called the rock a big coil of muscularity and bigger than a shithouse rat. <laughs> God, Man. So just, can yep. you just like forget about like pacing the thing? Can you just name all the isms that he does? Like <laughs> just do a straight list and we'll call it. <laughs> God. Um. So Austin talks about always knowing where he is and where he needs to be. Like he staggers around and leans against the ropes, which in kayfabe was like a reasonable thing to do. But he knew he had to get there because the rock was about to clothesline him to the outside. I've never spent much time thinking about stuff like that, which means that they're doing their jobs because you shouldn't think about it because it should yeah. come off as natural. Oh, yeah. Um, the Rock takes Austin, slams him into the announce table, and then slams Austin in the timekeeper's area. Austin comes around and cracks him with the ring bell, and The Rock takes time to blade. There's actually a lot about The Rock's blade job because like Austin wasn't happy with it, so he lays in a <laughs> couple shots to open him up a little bit more. But he says that they have to understand that he's about to do a movie, so they can't mess his face up that much. Uh, um, Austin slams the... Austin slams the rock on the announce table and the table collapses as the rock crawls over to hide his face as he blades a little bit more. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> and then Austin pulls the camera and like he's, he, he, he jaw jacks with Earl Hebner like away from the table to keep the camera over there. So you don't see the rock blading. And the uh, table as, falls as he, yes, as, or as Austin calls it, do, doing some business. If, <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're doing a blade job, you're just doing a little business. Uh, I'm going to yep. pull the camera over here. We does a little business. Uh, Austin stares down the rock as he gets on his feet in the ring, delivers a series of big right hands to the rock for getting down and popping him over and over again on his head. Austin calling it, delivering a little salt and pepper to his forehead to open him up a little bit more. Uh, Austin exposes the turnbuckle. Uh, Austin's been in control for a lot of the match, working more aggressively than he normally does because of the heel turn coming. Uh, the rock crawls in the corner and Austin stomps him in the gut before stomping him in the head and grinding his knee into the rock's face. Like the rock's teeth were scraping against his knee pad. As Austin says during that spot, yeah, pro wrestling's fake. If that don't look good, I'll kiss your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just, yeah. I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you didn't tell us about that. I don't want to, because it was going to be a fun surprise, <laughs> but it's like, that just, that just reminds me of the fucking thing where after the, um, uh, survivor series match with uh it was ronda rousey versus charlotte like yeah 
Ronda Rousey's boyfriend was videotaping like all the bruises that she got from all the kendo stick hits. Yeah. And like all it is is him just counting, yeah, that's makeup. Yeah, that's God. Fake. Wrestling's fake. Yeah, that's makeup. Then she, yeah, that's then makeup. Ron, then Ronda like, Rousey turned around and punched him in the face. I would have hoped to that. Yep. But it's just like, dude, shut yep. up. We Ugh. get it. So after this, uh the rock takes out Austin and he gets the ring bell. Uh, or he, he sends Austin to the turnbuckle and then leaves the ring to get the ring bell because Austin was in the ring doing a blade job. Again, he keeps the camera. He gets in the ring and cracks Austin with the ring bell as Austin get back, gets back to his feet and turns around. And also talks about how a move like that requires total trust from both competitors. Because The Rock has to trust that Austin will sell the move and Austin has to trust that The Rock will deliver it well. Because Austin can't see. He's not looking at The Rock. He just has to know that the moment he turns around, The Rock is going to be right there for him to sell. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, he talks about how he loves working with Earl Hebner because he knows Earl's cadence. Because yeah. like after the bell shot, he, he, his eyes were closed when he kicked out. He hates it when people kick out with their eyes open when they're watching a ref. He just knows he can feel the one, two, three. And Earl's cadence, he knows Earl's cadence. It'll be the same every time. Uh... Rock positions Austin's head on the ring apron, delivers some elbows to him, and Austin was just like, Rock could have laid it in a little more. If it had been me, it'd have looked better. Uh, I didn't realize Austin, I wanted um, commentary on wrestling matches from the wrestlers so bad until just now. It's I very good. So uh, I think he also did it with his WrestleMania 13 match with Bret Hart. Uh, Fuck yeah. Austin catapults the Rock into the ring post at one point, and also talks about how it's hard to catapult the Rock because his legs are so big. Um... Before the catapult, Hebner jawjacks with Austin and like motions him like he's telling Austin to get back in the ring. You may wonder why refs insist on doing that when it's like a no DQ match. Austin explains that he's actually giving him a time cue, telling him where they're at and how much time they have left oh, before they need brilliant. to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like you're not hearing what Hebner's saying, and Hebner is like motioning to the rafters, but what he's actually saying is like, we got like ten minutes left, Steve. We gotta, you know. Uh that's so cool. Austin, um, uh, sends The Rock into the ruins of the announce table and he picks up a monitor from the Spanish announce table and takes out The Rock with it. Hebner goes down to check on The Rock, but Austin said he was actually telling The Rock, blade a little bit more. We need a little bit more color. And Austin, and then, so Austin is down by the Spanish announce table and he's like, watch over here real close. He grabs, there's always bottles of water by the announce tables and whenever he gets taken out by one, he always grabs a bottle of water and takes a drink. That's awesome. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, um, damn it. I really need to watch this video. He gets, he gets the rock up. Uh, he gets him back in the ring, gets the rock up, double birds, goes for a stunner, but rock counters and locks the sharpshooter in on Austin. Uh, <laughs> and we get a great shot to Mirror Mania 13. Austin grabs the ropes, causing the rock to break the hold. And Austin says on his commentary, the exact point I was about to make, it's a no DQ match. No DQ matches shouldn't have rope breaks. And he nope, says... they shouldn't. And he says, listen, that it shouldn't, but when we put the match together, they figured the spot was so deep in the match and the crowd would be so committed, they would forgive the inconsistency. Uh, except the Rock, you're, unless except, you're noobs. Except for me, <laughs> motherfucker. Abner just sitting there like, hey, what, what are you doing? Get off. It's like, motherfucker, God. this is a no DQ. But then, it, but I'm so it glad you're not ways. a ref, noobs. I'm just gonna say <laughs> oh, that right now. I would you be, would ruin so many good matches. God. It'd be so great, though. The, <laughs> I would be that snooty ref with glasses, just like pointing up and going, "Excuse me, that nail touched the rope." I can't. Oh believe, God, I can't, Adam! I can't believe Adam! I can't, Adam! 
I hope somebody got fired for that one. Oh, <laughs> I, I really I hope believe, so. I can't believe Noobs is just Brad Maddox. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say was... Garrett Bischoff. The Rock goes down to Austin, but Austin rakes the eyes, takes back over, locks her in the sharpshooter on The Rock. Another bad sharpshooter, because he says, like, The Rock's big tree trunk legs, it's impossible to lock it in. Yeah, uh, The bad. Rock powers out, but Austin continues working the legs. Um, then we get a mirror of Survivor Series 1996. At the time, Austin was using the Million Dollar, million dollar Dream submission hold as his finisher. He locked it in on Brett. Brett got to the corner, kicked off the ropes, rolled it over, and pinned Austin. And then Austin locks in the Million Dollar Dream on the Rock. They do the arm lift on the Rock. It drops on the first and two, second one, but the Rock powers out on the third one. Kicks off the turnbuckle and pins Austin, but Austin kicks out at two and three quarters. And then Austin sends shots at the Rock, but the Rock counters and hits Austin with a stunner. The first finisher of the whole match. Like, think about how long it was. Like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Before a finisher. Both men are spent and down, and The Rock takes a very long time to cover Austin for a near fall. And Austin said The Rock did that to protect the stunner. Like, because yeah. Austin was going to kick out, he made sure to protect the stunner. Uh, and then Vince comes walking down the entrance ramp. And then the strut happens. Both men That's get to right. Feet. Yep. And The Rock delivers a bunch of shots to Austin, and Austin delivers a not great spine buster to The Rock for a two count. And then The Rock delivers a much better spine buster to Austin. The Rock calls for the people's elbow, hits it, makes the cover, and then Vince gets in the ring and pulls The Rock off of Austin. Gasp! It's a foregone conclusion now. And in hindsight, we know all of this. But I can't imagine how I would have have felt watching the show live when that happened. Yeah, just the fear creeping in for people at home and just so much confusion for live people. Yeah. Trust me... As a kid growing up with yeah. this shit. Yeah. Seeing, like, like watching this now, I still got a visceral, rea- visceral yeah. reaction from me just going, Absolutely. oh my god, Austin <laughs> yeah. is, like, there's moments where Austin, Austin is ordering McMahon around. Yep. And it's like, He's, he tells what is happening? Yeah. Brian <laughs> Zane from Wrestling with Regret says he knows multiple people who stopped watching wrestling after this. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah. If Stone Cold's heel turn had worked and been this huge success, then that moment when Vince grabbed The Rock's leg would be looked at as one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Yeah. Like When I think of moments that made me feel like that, it, I think of like when Triple H turned on Seth Rollins and allowed Kevin Owens to win the Universal title. Yeah. Like Just yeah. the shock that I felt watching that. Or Vince. Sami Zayn pulling Kevin Owens yeah, out of the way. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Sami Zayn saving Owens. Vince mm-hmm. stares down a confused Rock. Then the Rock runs out of the ring and chases Vince. The Rock gets back in the ring and Austin hits a rock, hits him with a rock bottom for a near fall. Austin goes from the stunner and the Rock counters and sends Austin into Hebner, who takes a bump over the top rope to the outside. And then Austin takes back over with a low blow. Austin points to a chair at ringside and Vince brings it into the ring. Austin picks the rock oh, up. Fucked up. Austin picks the rock up and Vince swings the chair and connects. That never works. Every time somebody's ever set up a move like that, the babyface ducks and the heel hits the other heel with the chair. But nope. it worked. The rock yeah. just nice. takes it. Austin goes for it, but the rock is out. Wins. Vince throws Hebner back in the ring and the rock kicks out at two and a half. Austin is furious and grabs the chair again. Austin swings the chair, but the rock hits Austin with the rock bottom. 
Vince jaw jacks with Hebner, and The Rock yanks him in the ring. As The Rock is going after Vince, Awesome sets him up and hits him with the stunner that The Rock sells as only The Rock can. The Rock Austin goes for a desperation can pin, but The Rock somehow kicks out. Vince hands Austin the chair, and Austin hits The Rock as he turns around, goes for the pin, but The Rock still kicks out. Austin grabs the chair and tees off on The Rock. He delivers, was it 17 chair shots? One for every mania. It was a lot. And covers The Rock. Hebner counts. I feel like it had to have been planned. No, probably. Hebner counts. One, two, three. Austin wins the title in 2808. Stone Cold said that he was burned out as a babyface, and he liked working heel. So this was his decision. It was his decision. Turn heel at the end of the match, and Austin talks about how he cringes when he rewatches it as he shakes Vince's hand at the end. He says that in that moment, he was like, I should just stun Vince. I should just stun him. But he went along with it. He drank beer in the ring with Vince standing over the Rock's prone body. They were drinking Budweiser, which Austin says is piss, but Bud had a contract with the XFL, so he wasn't going to turn it down. (laughs) JR and Heyman have some incredible calls. He may as well have urinated on The Rock. The Rock slowly gets up and Austin cracks him with the belt again, just to solidify the heel turn. Problem is... You can't turn Stone Cold Steve Austin heel in 2001 in his hometown. With Vince McMahon specifically. When he hits The Rock with that last belt shot after the match, he got a huge pop. Here's how poorly this worked. There were a lot of people who thought Vince turned face. (laughs) I believe Yeah, I can believe it. That's amazing. That's hilarious. McMahon is standing there. Taking a like taking a handshake from Stone Cold, and then Stone Cold goes, "There you go, Tiger!" Like he pats him on the head. Yep. Yeah. It's like the t- um, what the fuck? The, the, the two men show more of how like yeah that this turn failed and people thought yep. that the the beatdown on Jim Ross like three days later that yeah. was like audible day of we gotta do this because they we still don't have enough it's heat. still not working yeah, yeah like that was so, never planned that yeah. was like they had to grab jim ross and like all right we gotta get this over yep so they then we go so we're gonna talk about the match in the show as a whole but you can't talk about this without talking about it in you know, the hindsight so like the vince or the the steve heel turn didn't work and Part of the reason was there were no big baby faces. Like, they should have turned Triple H babyface and had Austin feud with him. But Austin felt like to solidify himself as a heel, he needed to team up with the biggest heel in the company, Triple H. Two-man power trip. The two-man power trip was 100% Austin's idea. That's one thing you say about Austin. Like, this this heel turn is probably the biggest failure of his career, and he takes full credit for it. It was pretty much all his idea. So they feuded with Kane and Taker, and then they feuded with the Hardys. Then Triple H went down and Austin was just floundering and then the invasion happened and the rest they say is history. I, w- I will say I don't think Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit would have gotten the right highlight rubs that they got mm-hmm. without this because after the Undertaker stuff, who's an already established guy and he can afford to lose and all that, yeah. um, Stone Cold has so many matches with uh, Benoit and Jericho for the title, at least like two apiece. Oh, and I they're didn't, I didn't big deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On they're all on the Raws. Um uh the Raws and SmackDown. Like he gets yeah. one of each and it's crazy. And um yeah, and I think that that helped uh the two Chris's a lot and yeah, yeah they didn't re- and they, I think both of them helped fill the void of the rock because they kind of yeah. took that spot. 
Because um, that was also, the thing. Like, uh, Benoit's an underrated talker, and he kind of proves that in those promos. Okay. Yeah, like, if The Rock hadn't left to go film a movie, if The Rock was still there, I think the heel term could have worked. Because, like, heel Rock versus... Or heel Stone Cold versus Babyface Rock is interesting. But The Rock was just gone. When did The Rock come yep. back? Like, I want to say July? July, yeah. But he came back as, like, Hollywood heel Rock, right? I think so. Yeah. Because they were uh, still trying to make WCW the faces. Um, yeah. And WWF yeah. the the Yeah, because that was when Rock won the but WCW Stone- title. Yeah, and to, and that's how much Stone Cold wanted to just see if he could make the heel thing work. That he moved over to WCW to make WCW threatening heels. Yep. yep. Instead of but yeah, it's, him. Yeah. It's. I mean, the biggest match of all time, and it's incredible. Took hands like, with the devil. It's such a good match, <sighs> and such a good show. But just that ending, man. It's so weird. And, Again, and it's I don't, all hindsight. That's so weird. It's all hindsight. Yeah. What'd yeah, you think yeah, about yeah. the match and the show as a whole, noobs? I finally like sitting down and watching this show as a whole. Yeah. Because I'll admit, I haven't done this in a long time. I think this is my first time watching it beginning to end. I've only ever just like watched like uh, you know Austin or like Austin Rock here, Angle Benoit there, TLC here. Yeah, the Shane and Vince thing too. I've seen a few yeah. times as well. It the show's a whole. I understand from a standpoint of so much happened. Yeah, like that's the reason why it's the biggest show, like the biggest WrestleMania still. Yeah, like still one of the most the highly regarded ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I just still think Stone Cold Hill Turn is a big moment. It's just wrong. It just didn't work. Yeah, if. Booking wise, it was booked perfectly. It made yeah. sense. You have TLC, and then you have the stupid battle royal, and then yep. you have the two barn burner matches at the end. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like with how WWE does it nowadays, where it's yeah. like you have the WWE title, and then you have the Universal title at the end, and then you have yes. the Brock Lesnar match. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Or the Roman uh, the Roman Reigns match. Let's be honest. Well, you know, the, this year's going to be fun to see what happens well there. Soon, yeah, no. Oh, excuse me. The, the soon-to-be Drew McIntyre match. Yeah, Drew, Drew versus Braun. I hope or that's something real. Like that. I, I'm, I'm oblivious, I think, but I don't see what you guys are seeing. But I hope it's real. It'd be fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know, I, 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 that'd be I great. enjoyed I think, yeah, the entire pay-per-view. Like, like the entire time I was watching it, like I think it would, took me like three sits, sit downs to watch the whole thing. Same. It I did felt it in three sittings. Yeah. It felt so good just to yep. like sit there and watch this time capsule and it's just like you're just like you get hype for the parts that you realize what's coming and then the parts that you don't really watch like like I all admit I never saw the fucking um uh the right to censor versus Taz and Acolyte thing. Yeah. And I never saw Bradshaw's promo. Yeah, I was about to say, like, like that Bradshaw promo, because y'all watched it before I did. And so yeah. y'all sent, like, in the group chat, you were just like, oh my God, that Bradshaw promo. And I was like, like what are they the talking about? Like, at the same time. About? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what are they talking about? And then I watched it and I was just like, oh my God, that Bradshaw promo. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, there's certain parts to this that just stand out where you're just like, holy shit, like, they test, nailed it. Like, it's like, WrestleMania, versus- damn it. Yeah, like Tess versus Eddie. Like I didn't know this. Like I forgot this match existed, but it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It's okay. So noobs, 
this is widely considered to be the best wrestling pay-per-view of all time. What is your favorite slash best match on the best pay-per-view of all time? TLC 100%. Same. I think TLC, TLC is my favorite match, and I think it's the best match on the card. It is. But TLC, but not my Angle, favorite match. Okay, what do you think? What's your favorite match on the Okay. Not my favorite match ever. Like on this card, my yeah. favorite match is TLC. Yes. Yeah. I think like TLC is my favorite match on the card, and I think it's the best match on the card with Angle Benoit as the closest second it could possibly be. Okay. Uh, but just something about that TLC match, man. It's yeah. just it's oh my god. It's chaos in motion and just yep. uh <laughs> anything else uh you have to say about the the main event and the show and, and really the arc as a whole. We're wrapping the whole thing up, Jesse. Anything else you want to add? Um, very interesting to keep watching, and if people like really want to get that experience, they totally should go all the way to at least um, I Triple might H do losing his Cause, his cause, uh, legs because I never like I I never watched the invasion stuff. I honestly yeah I want to keep going through it. the invasion yeah. like I'm, just to see how that fell apart. Yeah, and you get and you get like um some cra- crazy weird shit like uh, the yeah. submission match is good and yeah the the Tudley Holly stuff is great. They call it the Hatfield McCoy of wrestling. Oh That's my great. god, I um, love uh, also when I was watching because we mentioned Crash Holly on the the Royal, yeah. Rumble, Royal Rumble show and about how he is like he had the super heavyweight gimmick yeah. at the because uh, I watched uh, the Raw in two thousand where Undertaker returned. And Crash Holly comes out, and he is introduced as weighing in at allegedly 450 pounds. That cracked me up. Uh, anything else? I I think hit the music. I think we're solid on this. Okay, Monkeys so, roll us out. So, a programming note. Uh-oh. We're, we're starting a new arc. I just realized oh, we just walked into this shit, Jesse. Oh, it's, I we're can't. Starting a I don't arc. have the stamina. It's not that much. We're starting All a new right. arc in January. Okay, cool. I have things planned for this month. We got two shows coming up this month, one of which y'all don't have to do anything to plan for. You just show up. Okay. I've got everything planned. The other one, we are watching the WWE Monday Night Raw non-canonical Christmas special. Yeah! It is their Christmas Ow. episode from 2012. Yes! It is the show that got noobs back into wrestling. Yes! Uh, it is my one of my favorite Christmas specials. Yes! Uh, so that's what we're doing for the rest of this month. Um, one show okay. where you don't have to do anything. The other show is the Christmas episode. But where are we going after that? You may ask. Uh-huh. So when I started this, I always knew... TNA, and then X7. Those are written in ink. And then I had a third thing written in pencil. Subject yeah. to change. Uh, but nothing was given. Uh, just about everything that you guys have, have said you wanted to do was very 2002 to In a fucking vacuum of yes. three, four uh-huh. years. <laughs> uh-huh. So, this thing that I had planned months ago went from pencil to ink. We were talking about video packages earlier, and Oh, no. Well, it's one of the best video packages of all time. Gentlemen, here's where we're going next year. My NXT rookie is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan? You gotta be kidding me! You haven't been in the WWE for a minute. How are you gonna become a star in the WWE? But where's your personality? Where's your charisma? Answer your critics! You haven't done anything in the WWE! Ever since 
SummerSlam 2013. Oh my god. Hell in a Cell 2013. Elimination Chamber 2014. WrestleMania 30. Damn. So, it's a few matches we're going to get. Cena oh. versus Brian, obviously. Oh my god. Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. We're going to get fucking Lesnar versus Taker. We're going to get Lesnar versus Taker. We're going to get the match that had the entire arena chanting, this is awesome, before anyone touched the Wyatt family versus the Shield. God, yes. I love that match. And then WrestleMania 30, you know? And, like, it's, it's the, the tale of Daniel Bryan. It is. Oh, also, one of like, Christian's last big match against Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. SummerSlam. Um, uh, yeah, it's that. Um, and then WrestleMania 30. And then, yeah, so that's the Daniel Bryan. What? Wait. What's that? What are you doing? What are you doing? No! What's Hey! Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get out of here. Joe Blue Tisa, get the fuck out of here. You know. You know. When in, Rome, when in Rome, do as. So we're not Damn. stopping at WrestleMania 30. Oh WrestleMania my God. 30 is the end of the Daniel Bryan section of this story. Holy fuck. But the beginning of the shield versus evolution. The beginning of the end of the shield. So. Fuck. SummerSlam 2013. Yes. Hell in a Cell 2013. Yes. Elimination Chamber 2014. WrestleMania 30. Extreme Rules 2014. Payback 2014. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. How many times, noobs, have I told you about how good the shield evolution matches are? Noobs hasn't seen it. Holy shit, I forgot. I haven't. I haven't yeah. seen any of it. Uh, yes. Um, yes. 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 Yes, yes, like when, yes, like yes. when Adam fucking like marks out whenever he hears the Sierra yep. Hotel shit. Yep. I'm just like, okay, cool, yep. they're back. Man. So, so Extreme Rules is just them in a six man tag, and then uh, Payback is a no holds barred six man elimination. We match. literally see, I think, what the four best six man tags in wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they're yeah, all the God. Shield. Yes. So yeah, I'm that's excited. Going next. So next, so starting in January, we're starting with SummerSlam 2013. Uh, I think Cena versus Brian might be the best SummerSlam main event of all time. Um, Damn yeah, good. So that's that's what we're looking at. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. Let, Anything else? Nope. Let's uh, just fucking end it at that. 
at Pastamania Pod. It's been a very long episode. WrestleManiac 7 is great. Thank you so much for listening. Now we have a new song to go out on because this was the song that Daniel Bryan used in the indies. This fucking nerd. I'm lost. Really? I didn't know that. It's a weird beginning. I, I, wow. Wait for it. <laughs>